Guys, I'm so excited. Hang on, let me bring you in. All right. So we have we have Adam Dory. Uh the voice. Is that like can I call you the 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 voice of Rocky Mountain Race Week? Am I the only person that calls you that? Um, you are pretty much. But you can call it. That's fine. Um, that's it's it's the truth. Um it's it's what's become out of uh you know, out of having a live stream with this thing and having Bang Shift host the thing and a ton of people get to watch it. And so I think you're the only person that has told me I'm that. However, <laughs> um, I've, I've seen a bunch of the uh, I, I've rewatched a bunch of the live stream. and I, I, I go through and look for constructive criticism because most of it's just people talking shit. Right. Um, but um, a lot of people called me that on the on the live stream as well. So it's uh, apparently it's happening. So. That's awesome. Would you ever have thought like three years ago that a two hour live feed would have, this would have come of that? Never, never. Um, <laughs> a, a couple of years ago, I had no idea I would still be doing this to be a hundred percent honest. Um, this was nice. kind of a, uh, this was a, uh, a bit of a experiment to even see if it was viable. Um, having one person run the entire um, the, the entire deal. Um, it's, it's good. It's, it's all good. It's all good. So I love it. And it's a, it's a whole different thing to me now. Um, but it's great. It's super good. Yeah. And we're definitely going to get into some of that because I know there's some questions that folks have asked about announcing and things like that, but there's, there's some really neat stuff in our previous podcast, um, that we talked for like an hour about you being that guy, you know, I'll let you get yeah. your mic. So there you go. Sorry. Um, sorry. I'm all, I'm all, that's all right. stopped up here. <laughs> well, and how, you know, in the old podcast, we tell how you get there. So we won't go through that whole story, but why don't, why don't you give people like the 10,000 foot flyover um, of how you became the voice and how, how that worked right after I say, Hey, to eight, one, five, Stern 12 and Robert's garage. How are you guys? Thank you for coming in. Appreciate it. Totally. And Stern 12. Yes. I did call vice grip zip tie. Um, full disclosure. Um, I don't watch the YouTube guys. I, I don't have time for it. Most of the time. Um, I don't have my own. Um, so when I hear about these guys, I'm like, Oh, that's, I've heard his name. He's kind of cool. Um, yep. and then just, it just sort of happens. I just, you know, Hey, that's that zip tie garage dude. Um, and then I get hate mail and I get texts from people who do watch YouTube and they're like, dude, that guy's awesome. Um, yeah. and he is totally awesome by the way. So anyway, but thank you guys for, uh, for tuning in and this is going to be fun. We're gonna have a good time. Um, yep. but yeah, the, the 10,000 foot view of, uh, of how this happened is I did, uh, I did drag week in 2014. Um, and I knew nobody. Um, I, I gathered up my buddy, Brad, who's been my co-pilot every time I've done one of these. And um, we just went to Drag Week. It was in it. And it was 2.0 last year, did the same tracks as Drag Week in 2014. So we were uh, we were in Tulsa. We were in Noble, mm -hmm. um, you know, Great Bend and Topeka. Um, 
It was a good but time. It was a great time. Um, but I met uh, Matt Frost on Drag Week in 2014. It was Matt Frost, and he had his buddy Darce Laws was out with him. And uh, Zach Dickage um, had his car, and his dad had his car. Um, anyway, so that's what happened. We just – we met each other. We You know, and, and it's – you're instantly in this fraternity. Um, Once you do one of these things, you can race with people for years and years and years and years and maybe say 10 words to them. Um, But when you're filling up your car at a gas station next to some guy with a 4,000 horsepower Nova, um, you're kind of on the same playing field, even though he's got a 4,000 horsepower Nova and I've got a 400 horsepower Malibu. We're both from Colorado. We're both doing the same thing. We're in the middle of all the stuff. So, that's what happened. We just, we ended up um, kind of hanging out a little bit on that and, and talked a little bit after and Matt, Matt's, you know, Matt's the brain trust behind this whole thing. He um, mm-hmm. on his way back from drag week said, I, I want to do one of these. Um, I think we can pull this thing off. And so he did one, not seven months later. Um, wow. It, it that's, fa- that's, that's uh, I guess that's not true. Around. It's it's not quite seven months, but we we did a we did drag week in September. In mm-hmm. July, we were back on Rocky Mountain Race yeah. Week. Okay, um, nine months. That's still so a fast months. turnaround. Right, that's and, still and a fast sort of, turnaround. He sort of pulled it straight out of his ass. To be perfectly honest, he had he really had no idea what he was doing. He was just kind of trying. You know, like, I think we can figure something like this out. Mm-hmm. Um, he had seventy guys show up the first week and had like dudes like Larry Larson and Doug Klein. Yep. And Tom Bailey, and I mean the he- the heavy hitters, because all of a sudden here's someone doing a drag and drive event, but they're offering cash. And even that first mm. year, he paid fifteen thousand bucks. And this is before No Prep Kings came out, and there was no, you know, there was no none of these paying lots of money. So it pulled all these guys kind of out of the woodwork, um, you know. And, and Doug Klein was he famously said, you know, I I got second place in a race that pays zero and second and. Larry Larson, who I paid to build my car, just walked away with 15000 in cash. Um, yes. But, yeah, no, so it was – that's sort of what happened. And then I, I competed the first few years, and um, it just became big enough that I felt like it needed a little something extra. So along a race week uh, in 2017, I just did a bunch of live stuff on Facebook. Um, just kind of gave people a little bit of a look of the inside mm-hmm. of this thing a little bit. Um, and we were still pretty small, um, probably 125 cars in 2017. Um, and you know, that was when we were just taking anybody, like if you show up and you have a pulse, then <laughs> we're going giddy up. Yeah. Yeah. You um, can ride with us. Now you're getting to pick cool stuff. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, but no, it was, it's, uh, it's fantastic. So then, um, you know, it came around to, um, okay, we we're at the point where we need a live feed. Um, and we just do. So we, we, uh, we jumped on it and bang shift took, you know, took the reins of the thing. And mm-hmm. Matt said, I, there's one guy I can think of to do this and it's you. Um, so that's awesome. rest is kind of history. Um, the, the negative is I don't get to compete. Um, so now I need to compete in one of the other events. And Matt and I were just talking about that semi recently. Um, do we, you know, he is in the same boat. Like he can't really Mm -hmm. run his car on this thing anymore. It's become too big of a deal. Um, so we were talking about getting together and going to either Midwest drags or or drag week 
um, yeah. in the next couple of years and, and kind of doing that together. And that way we can still compete, but still run our stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That, Cause I, I was thinking about that earlier. I was like, how there's really no way for you to drive something uh, competitive in a fast class and, and do your, do what you do. I mean, there's, cause it would be too hard to have something that fast, but then also, I mean, you know, you're working till late, work on the car, like, and then who would announce while you're making passes? Like you're just going to carry a wireless mic to the staging lanes. Right. Right. Get it. You know, okay. I've got to make a pass. I turn the mic off, you know, how do you do that? So. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and I mean, Chad uh, Reynolds from bang shift did say mm-hmm. like, you know, I'll help whatever you want me to yeah. do. Um, but he was competing in, competing in a car the first time we did one of these. So yeah. it was just a tough thing, just even even fathom. Um, but my girlfriend gets to drive my car in in race week, um, which is great. It's super fun yep. watching her do it. Um, you know, we've had a semi-competitive car, but we keep breaking it. Um, so hopefully <laughs> we fix that. It's because you have an independent rear suspension in a car that's supposed to get traction. And that, that those two things usually don't go together. Usually don't go together. Well, and you add in a, a seven and five eighths ring gear and 27 <laughs> spline inner axles. Um, yeah. yeah so, yeah. um, but it, I did end up, uh, buying an 8.8 for it. Nice. Nice. That'll so, be exciting. Um, yeah. So, so we are, um, you know, it, it just came to the thing's just not worth the money I've got in it. So why not pour more money in it? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's, Hey, listen, that is car hobby. 100%. Well, I'm already this deep. <laughs> Might as well go deeper. No, it, it, exactly. And it's one of those, like it will only recoup its money if I part it out. And even then yeah. it's still only recouping a portion and yeah, yeah screw it. Like well, other than well, the rear end, the thing's great. It's got air conditioning. It's got beautiful seats. It sounds good. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey there, Johnny Clyde. I see you down there too, bud. I uh, hope you're enjoying your new digs. Uh, been watching some of the Johnny Clyde videos. For everybody that is in the live feed and will watch us later, go follow Johnny Clyde. Uh, Johnny Clyde Eats on YouTube and Facebook. Great, great channel. Tons of food stuff. Um, so a lot of good roadside attractions there that he he kind of tells us what to eat and what not to eat. Anyways. Um, it's awesome. So, so let's Let's dive into the questions because we've got some from folks, but uh, also the chat is open. So if people want to jump over there and uh, and ask questions, I mean, you've been on just about every Rocky Mountain Race Week that has been, right? I've, I've been on all of them in some capacity. I did not compete yep. in 2016, I think it was, but I showed up and we drove a portion yep. of it. Um, I awesome. just gotten a promotion at work. So I, yeah. you know, what are those things? Yep. But um, no, I've been on every one of them. Um, I've been on a couple of drag weeks in the pro like in between in the process as well. So this yep. is, this has become my life. I, um, it, I sold my soul to drag and drive <laughs> events and well, um, and, it's and awesome. It's really, well, really cool. It's really cool. What's, what's really cool. And I try and explain this to folks that don't typically uh, like, there's a, a ton of drag racers that we all know. But like to get in your car and drive 200 plus miles between tracks, that's a completely different animal. Like everybody, oh yeah, street car, street car. But it a really lot of is. those guys, yeah, it, you know, Jonathan Sunsifer, there were so like each track he would stop and, you know, he would change fuel pumps and fuel systems and tanks, you know, 
that's craziness, but it's because it's a street car, which is so right. awesome. So I, I don't think people no, it totally, understand. It totally is. And it's, it is, it, it's a very, very different thing. Um, when you think about a street cruise, you're, you're going to, you know, my car's a street car um, and I take it to the grocery store, you know, and, yeah. and it might be, even if your grocery store is really far away, it's 40 miles, Yeah, you know? And, and so you're 40 miles there, 40 miles back. You're talking an hour, you know, yep. plus or minus. Um, it, when you extend that to eight hours and it's, you know, it's up, up mountains and down valleys and two lane mm -hmm. roads and you're not on the interstate and it's, it, it adds in everything. Um, and yep. it's, it's a whole, it's a whole different deal. And it's it, it really the, the most eloquently way or eloquently put deal with it was Larry Larson who, and I'll preface it. I don't know the exact quote, but said a lot of people drive their cars. Have you driven your car a thousand miles this week? <laughs> right. No. On top yep. of that, a lot of people drag race. Have you drag raced every day the last five days? Yes. Probably that, and that's, not. That's what I was going to say. So a year in the life of Michael Narks is two times at the track and then race week. I mean, literally, we I never go because it's an hour trip for me. Right. But again, I'll drive eight hours in one day to go make a pass. <laughs> and there's a ton of people that do that. Bill Leak, a uh, buddy of mine, lives in Evergreen up the hill here. He's got a really sweet uh, – he ran it in Rowdy Radial last year, like a like a, a flat black Pontiac Ventura, turbo LS car. Um, but it's run in the 890s. Um, super wow. cool car, total, total street car. He drives it everywhere. He doesn't own a truck and trailer. Um, he's like Bill Armstrong kind of guy, but he, he only does this. He's brought it to the track a couple of the times for some other stuff and he doesn't have any fun with it. Um, yep. you know, and this is its whole, it's its own thing. It's, it's amazing. And I hope by us talking through this tonight is that, you know, people will understand that really race week for me anyways, is not about making two passes a day. It's about the 200 miles worth of driving. No, and that's, uh, I keep telling guys, 75% of the fun and 75% of the hard is the street. Um, yep. Making quarter mile passes are great. And, and we, everyone likes that. And we all get to see that on the live feed and stuff. And what you don't get to see in what 1320, big shout out. Um, yeah. What they do so well is show that, that drive portion. Mm -hmm. And you don't get it real time. It's not on the live feed, but if you go check it yeah. out, it's near real time. They're uploading yeah. photos as soon as they stop. And it's everything that happened on the road that they were around. And they stop at well, everything. Well, I mean, here's the thing. If if it wasn't in such a uh, backcountry area and two-lane road, we could probably live feed more often. But, dude, that's what's great about it, too, is, like, I'm not grabbing the camera all the time to record something or to – jump on a live feed because I'm enjoying myself. I'm having fun. So exactly, exactly. And that's part of the fun too, on these little bitty roads, on these kind of back woods areas, we end up in these cool little towns that like you've never even heard of. Um, yep. And like this year um, in 1.0, we went through Wilson, Kansas. Um, I believe that's it. Wilson. Yes. Um, and they had the, they had the egg. If, and you've probably seen some of the guys have their, mm -hmm. uh, their picture at the largest check egg. But on the way back from 2.0, um, Bill Armstrong and a handful of us stopped in that town. And it's awesome. The place is great. They have a, a radio station playing on PA through the whole town. 
It's wow. their little radio station. Um, we ate at a little place called Grandma's uh, Soda Shop, and it had like a like an old school stainless steel '50s soda jerk machine. Oh, that's um, awesome! Just super cool, and that's stuff like you don't see in these big towns and cruising yep. through these interstates. We we end up, and we're not that far off the interstate. We're four or five miles down the street. Yeah. But this awesome little town, and then yep. on top of that, we get to pump a bunch of money into these little towns. We sold out a. Um, or nearly sold out a gas station in a, in a little bitty town in Kansas. And I, I just stopped in and the guy goes, I'm out of everything, but like my, you know, my swill pretty yeah. much. Um, but if you want to use the bathroom, swing on in. And, and we were talking a little bit and the guy just said, I've had my best sales day of ever. Yeah. And that was from race week. And like, that's awesome. It just helps out these, you know, these smaller yep. towns that aren't on the big interstates and it, Again, that's the best sales day he's ever had, which is awesome. You know, so that makes so um, as I pivot the podcast towards uh, the business side of hot rods and car stuff, um, that makes me think like, I'll, if someone took like an hour a day and called station gas stations along the route, right, and was like, "Hey, we're coming through September twenty second, put a sign out front, hey, race weekers." Like you'll get more people to stop at your place, you know. Like, right. could 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 we help some of those small towns? Could we make notes on the page to say, "Hey, you know, the I talked to these folks; they're so nice." Um, oh, I'm, I'm losing you here. Uh oh, am I back? Oh, I got you back. Okay, God, this stupid You're shop. <laughs> I'm gonna run a direct Wi-Fi line this week. Screw it, I'm over it. <laughs> I love it. Uh oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's get into some of the questions. Let's talk uh, a quick recap of your current projects. Okay, um, so uh, I did bring the Cadillac. We'll start. We'll start newest and go to oldest. Um, I brought the Cadillac to 1.0 and we broke it before we even started. Um, I'm testing um, a digital clutch control from Bill Armstrong. It's called the Bang Shift Billy. Um, yeah. I, I'm running that thing. It's a, it's a super cool deal and uh, go check him out on Facebook. He's got a bunch of videos on how it works and it's super neat. However, um, we found a, a fatal flaw in the thing while using a stock ECU. Uh, it won't hold the two-step until, um, it, you know, ba basically at all. So once you drop the clutch, um, the, uh, the two-step turns off and it floors the thing to 7,000 oh, no. RPM. And then it dumps a clutch and it blows the rear end up. So nice. Um, yeah, we had that happen, which was super fun. Um, so we actually had to fix the car before we even made a single pass on the drag strip. Um, that said, um, I did buy an 8.8 .8 for it and I'm waiting for that to come in. And like everything else, it's like eight weeks out. Um, so that's kind of my plan B for 2.0. Um, mm -hmm. Stevie's going to run again. Um, but if the 8.8 is in it, then it should be able to live no problem going 14.0. Um, the car makes the power for it. You just you have to baby it so much that it just doesn't run it. Um, right. But David Muth, uh, who's in the stick shift class, he's got a silver CTSV. Um, this is the version one. Um, if you're kind of new and joining, it's the naturally aspirated version, and the rear ends are way weaker than the version two, which came in 2009, which is what most people have. The, uh, the one is a much more rare and much more fragile 
um, device. <laughs> anyway, um, so it's plan B for 2.0. Um, okay. Moving to my Malibu, um, which is my second newest car at 79, which is awesome. <laughs> Uh, no, that's not true. I guess my Monza or the, yeah, the Monza is an 80. So the Monza, let's stop at the Monza. Um, putting that together as a bracket car. We talked about that last time. Uh, I got the thing all in, the motor's in, the trans is in, it's wired, all the wiring works. Uh, went to go pre-lube the motor and the three um, galley plugs in the back around the cam are leaking. No. Uh, perfect spots on the driveway. <laughs> Um, so I need to pull the trans to tighten those up, which sucks yep. because that would have been like a 15 minute job on the engine stand. And it's like a four hour job with it yep. sitting in the car. So, um, I got to do that, which is, um, whatever, but it, it should run. It hasn't run yet, but, um, yeah, it's close. Cool. It's close. It's close. And then the Malibu Malibu is my 1.0 or my 2.0 plan a ride now. Um, it's, uh, it's a 4.8 LS, uh, T56 with face plates with a Magnuson blower and a nine inch. And it's, it's, uh, strictly built for this type of thing. Yes. Uh, so it's, Dude, that's it's cool. strong. It's overbuilt. It runs the number. Um, it's, it, it's a good, it should be a good car. Yeah. Um, so for wh- this. which, which class is it going in? Um, good question. Uh, if it, as it sat now, it would probably run in the 12 O class. Um, it would be faster than that, but it doesn't have a cage. So, yep. um, it runs 1150 on the Hill up here. Oh, cool. Yep. Um, so it would be, you know, it, it would probably be close to the, uh, the tens at sea level. Um, I think the plan is, is to put a bigger bl- blower pulley on it and slow the thing down and probably put it in the 13 O class with Stevie driving it. Yes, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and it uh, should it should run um, it should run in the probably in the deep twelves um, down at two point altitudes. So it should be a competitive thirteen o car if she can let off when she's supposed right. To. It, if if she can back off the throttle some, mm-hmm. so that that gets us through those. How about um, so I sent this one the other day and I wasn't excuse me necessarily thinking um i, I do want to thank uh, roy marco's garage for the uh koozie that's keeping my beers cold um I, I, your favorite all-time story but dude as many of these as you've been on like that would probably have been a hard question so so let's do like a story from the top five because i'm sure as people ask questions more stories will come up yeah no for sure for sure um honestly the best story i think ever um, in any of these, it has to be Daphne Reynolds, um, Chad's wife, Chad from bang shift. Um, she's been doing these since they started as well. Um, in the, in her car, Ethel, um, that was in that fastest street cars, uh, show. Um, and it was, it's, it's a pretty famous car. Um, but she was, this is kind of, and it's, it's cliche. and, And if you're new to this, it, this thing becomes a family. Everyone's fam becomes family as you run through this thing because it's you're, everyone's in it together. Um, so it was really cool getting to know her and um, she ended up with breast cancer and continued to fight it and compete in some race weeks. Um, and 
her her very last pass at Great Bend, which was her favorite track, and um, was the fastest pass she ever made. There's a great picture of her in her car with her her time slip, and she's just she's laughing and she's having the time of her life. And um, I think it was maybe two weeks later that she passed. Um, so so, but her you know her sort of last hurrah was Rocky Mountain Race Week. And watching that happen was super cool. And then mix that with, uh, fast forward to last year, Tom McGilton actually made a pass with some of her ashes in his parachute. And his very first 200 mile an hour pass had her in the chutes. Um, So kind of like everything encompassed with that entire situation is my favorite part of Rocky Mountain Race Week. Man. And what's cool about it is like, that's a, like that. I want people to understand that have never done it, that are watching this. That's the level of family you become because of race week type stuff. Because no, that's of, exactly it. Yeah. Because of spending a, like spending that amount of time and really like um, not just that amount of time with people, but that amount of like, anxiety and uh anxious or not anxiousness but like like your adrenaline is going all week because you're you're always on you know right there's really not a god that's crazy man that's wild that's that's a great story yeah that's a great story and it really is it really becomes everyone becomes this this big family and people you never even knew before um are helping you out from afar i've looked at a couple of cars for people that are in the denver area that are just race week people um Chad yep. Reynolds, I've had stay at my house before. That's um, awesome. Dan Palmieri, I gave my truck and trailer to to take his broken junk <laughs> to Texas. Um, yep. Louis Flaquette, I gave my truck and trailer to to bring his broken junk to Great Bend. Um, you know, just and that's just stuff that happens. Like everyone's yep. helping everybody, and it, it doesn't stop at the end of race week. Yep. Um, for everybody that's watching on Facebook, uh, Dirty Panda says he actually cried when he saw Tom make that pass. So, you know, it's what, and that's, that's how far this stuff reaches. That's why we do all, you know, that's why like one, that's why I do the videos because I want people to see all the stuff that goes on, but it's just crazy. Uh, Dan Paul Mary says, uh, and stayed at your house. Thanks buddy. Yeah. That was a weird deal. Actually. Um, I, he was like, Hey, I'm, uh, I'm going to come up and, and drop all your stuff off. And I was like, okay, um, I'm going racing. Um, so Yeah. He, he just, I just left the key under the mat and said, Hey, just swing on in, make yourself at home, feed the dog for me. Thanks so much. That's, that's awesome. So, uh, I think Dan's the guy for circle D, right? I, Correct. I think yeah. Had, he's a, yep. he's a sales guy for circle D and, awesome. um, and he does, uh, he was able to kind of leverage them into helping us with, uh, with a couple of sponsorships already and that's cool. uh, has helped out a bunch of dudes with circle D converters. And, yeah. uh, um, I was going to say the, the OBS truck we're putting, we're putting together now, um, a street, 700 horsepower street truck for another guy. Uh, we, we ordered it from Dan. So yep, I thought that yeah, was him. No, that's him. And, and yeah, if you need a converter, reach out to Dan, man, he'll help you yep. out. And what's cool with circle D is they'll take, like, if you have a current running combo, they'll take your, uh, your data logs and look through them and figure out what converter changes you need to make in your mm-hmm. combo. Um, so super cool. Shout out to Dan, shout out to circle D 
And also Dan is a stick shift dude, which is awesome because uh, he works at a torque converter place. Yeah, I was going to say, he spends too much time in automatics. He's like, screw it, give me a stick. Yep, yep, exactly, exactly. That's awesome, that's awesome. All right, so uh, now that we're all cried out, um, let's talk about, uh, I went through, I messaged June today Mm -hmm. asking how many cars were in the unlimited class, which is what we are in in the cart uh, because we don't have a body, right? Uh, she said there's 12 cars registered for 2.0 in unlimited. Now that's the biggest that class I think has ever been. Um, and I'm just telling everybody, I'm putting you on notice right now. We're coming for the number five spot. So I like that. And, and everybody so, in unlimited, get ready. So Nitrous a, and turbo. We had 11 cars on 1.0 in unlimited. Um, and fifth place would have put you at, a 1028 average. Ooh, we're not coming for that fast. We're helping <laughs> some folks break. <laughs> but um, but no, um, tell us about the Narcs cart, dude. I, I want to hear oh. about all the upgrades and what's going on. And uh, I, yeah, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. So so let's dive a little bit um, while you get into that one. Um, so we added a GT45 eBay Turbo, mm-hmm. right? So we, we got our first check from being monetized on YouTube. And Very it was a nice. hundred, it was $141 and I spent 155 on a turbo. So, so you're, you're nine bucks into a turbo. Yeah. 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 Thank you for everybody that watches all the subscribers, um, uh, fans that are watching now on the YouTube channel, please hit the like button. We appreciate it. Uh, everybody watching on Facebook, please hit the thumbs up or a heart. We, uh, we appreciate that also. Anyways. Uh, so we did that and, the turbo runs great. It's like on a three pound spring right now. We're going to put a seven pound spring in it for race week, uh, Cobra injectors and a free small Honda civic intercooler from, uh, from our buddy, Scott Nimick, who has a eight and a half second turbo civic. Uh, (laughs) he donated this old intercooler. It looks cool. Sit up front. Um, and then the, the struggle that the cart has on a 31 inch tire is that it can't like, that's a really big tire to get turning, even though we have 430 gears. So we added a little bit of nitrous because I had a skinny tank that fits absolutely perfect between the rear seats for the kids. So, oh, nice. you know, I have them turn the bottle on. We hit the, so there's like a, probably a 30 shot in there right now that sprays right into the front of the turbo. Uh, like the, the goal is that when I make the shift to second to get some wheel speed for burnouts, that that'll let it come up a lot faster instead of waiting on it to, uh, cause we don't have a big converter in it yet. Um, but you know, I don't know if circle D does anything for uh, Oh three grand marquees, but I'm listening if they do. <laughs> Heck yes. Uh, yep. So, um, anyways, that's, that's really about it. We've, you know, the welded gear, the welded four thirties in the back have been great. We've gone through tons and tons of tires. The uh, video season one, episode one drops tonight after this live feed. And it has probably six rounds of the burnouts that I did at a burnout competition last weekend. So I have two things for you in the chat here. Jonathan Stone Cypher wants to know if he gets to test the cart in the field again. No. Okay. And Dan Palmieri says we do. Ooh, Dan, I'll be calling you, bud, because uh, <laughs> it, it needs one. Destruct, and here's what I want. Uh, so, you know, we our listener and subscriber field is wide. I want people to understand that pro- if you were going to spend a thousand dollars 
a converter to go faster. If you don't spend a thousand dollars to go faster, not just sound cool. A converter is your best bang for your buck. Buy a converter, do it, buy a converter. Yeah. And, and so, I'm, I, honestly, all that stuff needs to work in harmony. I mean, yep. so get a converter and then figure out what cam works with the converter. Yes. And then and, you know, if you have power adders, figure out what power adders work with the converter <laughs> and yeah. just go that way. Yep. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm sure at one point I need to have Dan on because I, I want to go in deep with converter stuff, but the struggle I have is like when I shift to second in the, in the cart, it just lugs so bad. And you would eliminate some of that with the converter because this year I'm coming with the heat for burnouts. Um, the heat I, for burnouts, but not yeah. 1028. No, no, no. It's <laughs> burn, burnouts, baby. That's all we, that's all we care about. I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah. Hell yes. <laughs> so, so, hey, let's talk about slow cars for a minute because I found, I find this the most interesting and I think it's probably the most fun a um, little bit of knowledge that nobody outside that is looking in really finds is that uh, there were actually more cars in the 14.0 class than any other class, almost combined. Right. Um, so uh, 14.0 for 1.0, 14.0 class had 61 cars. That blew my mind. Yes. Uh, 13 13.0 had 34 and 12.0 had 34 based on what I could find online. That's awesome. That's so you're awesome. telling, yeah. So in that, that's 125, 130 cars out of 300 in three classes. Right. I want, I hope people understand you can like, this thing is about fun. It's not necessarily about going 850 in rowdy radio, you know? Right. Right. Exactly. I mean, the, the 14 class was sort of built as we want people to be able to, do this thing and have fun with this thing and not have a jillion dollars in their crap. Um, yep. You know, 14 if you've got a, um, a, like a fourth gen Camaro that has, you know, like a standard, like cold air intake and exhaust on mm -hmm. it and maybe a sticky tire, you're there. Yes. Um, you know, yep. even without a sticky tire, you maybe have headers, a cold air intake and exhaust and yep. you're there. So um, the idea with it and, and, and what it will always be, and excuse me. Wow. <laughs> hey, and, them beers um, are good, bud. <laughs> hell yes. And, and moving forward, sort of what, what it's always going to be is an entry-level class, get you in and get mm -hmm. you enjoying this kind of thing. Um, yeah. You know, and it's just, it, it, because like you said, there's 125, 130 or whatever out of 300 cars in three classes. Um, yeah. And, and it's great because it gives you the opportunity to bring whatever you got out and go have fun with it. You know, yes. stuff your wife in it if you if she's into that sort of thing. Jam your kids in there if they're into this yep. sort of thing. And yep. go have fun in June or July when they're off. And yep. it's better than sitting around and watching the TV or having your kids, you know, kids' heads jammed in their device. Um, yep. Come out and meet some people and, like, talk to people and yep. learn about stuff. And you you don't necessarily need that 850 car to do that. Well, and you know, what's wild is you, you talking about that made me think of Eric Engler family man racing for everybody that's watching. Yep. Super cool, dude. That car is super fast. Like those kids and, have grown, grown up doing race week. Now, right. You know? Exactly. And there, there's a great picture of his son 
stopping. He said he's, his son was stopping, making him stop about every 15 minutes to pee. But yeah, he's, his son's standing behind that, that 3000 GT. It's got a, it's an LS swap with a turbo. Um, and it's, mm-hmm. it's all wheel drive this year. Last year was real yep. wheel drive. Um, but yeah, last year picture, beautiful. I mean, just kid standing there, pants down, peeing on the side of the road. And he's just like, <laughs> this is, this is my yep. race week, man. But still having a blast. Uh, like the Martins, um, Travis and Amanda brought their kid yep. uh, Kendall on the first their first race week with the with um, Amanda's G8, and they got a great picture of them doing a burnout with a trailer on the back and the kids in the back in her car seat, and she's just ah having a blast, <laughs> and and that's that's, that's awesome. What we, that's what we try to get involved with everybody. Um, you don't you don't have to have a bruiser car, and you don't have to have something just insane you know you can you can show up you can have fun with whatever you've got and that 14-0 that 13-0 that 12-0 class gives you those the, the ability to do that yep um I, I want some of the guys in the chat on youtube right now are talking uh 815 lsx swaps and dirty panda um 815 he actually came over and gave me the stickers while we were we were all standing there but i think you guys were looking back at uh, at Klaus the Barbarian, which is another great Instagram uh, hidden motorsports uh, YouTube channel, cool stuff. That, they build yeah, a BMW twin turbo is, car. Is sweet that he built. Yep he he keeps he keeps threatening uh, race week uh, 2.0, but he, I, I don't know if he made it in or not. So we'll see we'll see. I hope he does because they are great people. They let us park up by them uh, for Cletus and Cars Indy. Nice. So yep, Very which cool. was the made which is the maiden run of the turbo setup in the cart. Uh, we actually drove it, I think it was 1,200 miles in three days. So so it's it's ready to go, 100%. I like it. Hell yeah. Yep. Um, all right. Let's, for, before we get into like a recap of 1.0, because that's, I, I want to find out uh, I, how you meal prep. Like, are you a, how do I word this? Hang on. Uh so I said, uh, do you do gas stations? Do you do restaurants or do you kind of pick up stuff at Walmart and bring your own? Yes. All of the above. <laughs> um, I always start with Walmart stuff and I've got a big, big pile of snacks. Um, it, it, this, this all kind of goes to my like army world. Um, <laughs> before we go on a mission, we pick up Lickies and Chewies, we call them. Um, so just stuff to like chew on and eat and, sustain you and you know like mm-hmm. beef jerky and and sunflower seeds and bull crap like that and um and i always get my like waters and gatorades and crap like that um and then i have I, my my cooler filled with that sort of almost survival stuff like very yep. worst worst case scenario i can live out of this cooler for a day <laughs> or two yep worst case um <laughs> on the road i always 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 go inside and get a water uh, nice gold fresh water and mm-hmm. something with a with a top that I can easily open because I'm by the time I'm getting my first splash of fuel I'm already sick of the twist off cap waters that I've got in my cooler um, because I'm I can't I drive stick shift cars because you know I'm awesome <laughs> yep. um, yeah. but stick shift cars are not conducive to drinking sodas or things that don't have an easy closing mechanism. Yeah. But and then on top of that, I always have a fresh, clean, cool water on me. Um, yeah. But 
for my normal eating, I like to eat out. Um, I like to eat local as much as I possibly can. And, um, and, and it's, it's harder on 2.0 and we'll get into that too. I, I know one of the questions was, uh, what's the difference between one and two? Um, and mm -hmm. two is faster. It's much faster pace. Uh, one is a yeah. slower pace and gives you a chance to do things like sit down and eat like a huevos rancheros breakfast in downtown Pueblo um, next to the train station. And it's gorgeous and it's amazing. And it's the best meal you've ever had. So, um, but no, a total mix of those things. Um, I, I, unfortunately this year can't claim that I ate all local. Um, we did eat a couple of chains and it's just part of the deal sometimes, but um, yeah. a couple of years I have done these and they've been a hundred percent local chain. There are local spots and it's been awesome. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a good idea. I didn't even think about that. So, because I think one night we went to a, a Denny's cause it was like 12 o'clock. It was the only thing open uh, another night. Now waffle house. Hey, listen, you're local, whether you're a, in a franchise or right. not. So no, yeah, I, waffle house, I I'm in. And, and I love waffle house. It's same deal. Army yeah. time. They're all over the <laughs> yeah. South. They're like none yep. in Denver. So when I get around a waffle house, I'm like, <laughs> yes please that's awesome yeah all right so we talked food um i need another beer i'm gonna let you lead us into some uh some recap of 1.0 let's start with like maybe a story from your favorite day of the week all right all right so um so 1.0 was great man we had such a good time um seven days five races um we had about 1,325 miles total, and it was awesome. Um, we had a, just a blast. Um, I think Carney's maybe my favorite track um, on that sort of loop. Uh, I love what they do there. Joe does a great job out there. And um, pretty much the entire night at Carney, um, man, we were just – we were rocking and rolling. Cars were going fast. Um, cars were hooking up. And, um, and then – other than we had um, at Carney, I'm, I'm talking about Carney. Carney is my favorite track. Mm -hmm. um, oh, other cool. Other than we, we ran into some timing issues with with Carney. Um, it was it was windy, and there was stuff blowing through the beams, and it was giving people messed up time slips. Um, their thousand foot time was was longer than their quarter mile time, so it's like they passed the quarter mile and came back to the thousand foot. Stuff like that was going on. Obviously, we had to rerun Tom McGilton, uh, or rerun Tom McGilton because he had a run that just turned out. It, I mean, it just the way beyond what the car can run. Um, and he was he was such a good sport about it. Wow. We just went back and said we can't do we can't accept this time slip. I mean, you've never run a nine sixty sixty foot ever, um, and this car is not even capable of that, even with a rocket engine on the back of the thing. So. Um, and he was a great sport. He already had the thing twist, uh, turned over to street mode. He said, Oh no. And if you haven't met Tom McGilton, he's awesome. Um, but he's, uh, he's 73 or four years old. Um, no co-pilot and just goes, ah, I'm just going to, uh, I'll just switch it over. No big, I don't want to cause a fuss for anybody. Switch his car <laughs> over, puts the thing back in the beams and goes like seven seventeen. Um, <laughs> it's awesome but that's yeah, crazy. So, um, but the 1.0 was amazing. We had great, great close racing. Uh, the 10 O class, um, was the, maybe the most competitive, um, of the, 
uh, index classes, and we had um, Kyle Loftus, Cody Walker, and Sean Slaybaugh came down at the very last day, and they were duking it out for like – one of them needed like a 10.03. The other one needed a 10.00, and Kyle put the thing on – it went 10.02 in Great Bend, and he was in the lead for about 90 seconds. And then Sean Slaybaugh showed up and goes 10.00 with a three. And, oh. win, and wins the thing. But Cody Walker put two 10.00s up, a 10.008 at Bandemir and a 10.004 at Great Bend. Um, Jeez. Just amazing, dude, these cars. Um, so it was super cool. Our first year, the 9.0 index class. Um, and that was, that was amazing. Um, Seth Slaybaugh, who is Sean's brother, I believe, won that class. Um, wow. You know, and just it, super, super tight competition. Um, the uh, the not ultimate radio, the limited street class, which is that 850 class that has kind of mm-hmm. turned into a really, really competitive class, was competitive up until the last day as well. Donovan Leader won with his Fox Mustang, uh, but Jerome Courtney with that full size truck came in second, no. but did everything he could, comes into the last day and puts an 850 with a seven on the board yeah. um, and just, I mean, so first place was with, was leader eight fifty six. Second place was Courtney eight fifty seven. And, and like, you're saying like eight, five Oh seven, eight, five Oh six. No, no, this is eight fifty six. Oh, okay. Five, six. Okay. Um, okay. All right. We weren't, we weren't quite as tight as we were in 2.0. Um, yeah. those, those guys brought the heat. Um, those Texas dudes, Aaron Schaefer, um, he broke his car on the, uh, second day drive, I believe. And, um, but he won 2.0 last year, but it was tight, tight, tight in that race. So we weren't quite that tight, but, um, but no, it was great. It was super cool. The drives were epic, um, especially the Colorado portions, but, and I'm a little (laughs) bit biased. Um, but it was, it was, we were all through the mountains. It was super, super cool. And we had a really, really good time. That's awesome. That, uh, I can't wait. Like I really 2022, I really want to do 1.0 so bad because like there's so much more to see out that way than there is, you know, like I, I come see all this stuff. Um, all right. So let's say, uh, how about your favorite car of 1.0? My favorite car 1.0 is um, it was a twin turbo square body Chevy truck um, that was on at least 35s and maybe 37s. Um, mud tires, not street. These weren't like racing tires by any means. And the thing just crawled to 60 foot and then lit and went, um, at Bandamere went 1109 at 130 in like a barn door. Um, it was insane. That thing was super cool. And he's from Wyoming and I don't know his name. His name escapes me right now. But I saw him at Douglas um, racing a couple of uh, a couple of weeks later with that same truck in like an eighth mile no prep deal, and God. it looks like a super clean square body Chevy, um, mm-hmm. flat black or maybe it, it may have had some some a little shine to it. That's one of the negatives to where I sit. <laughs> I see the back of everything. I can't see the front <laughs> of anything, and where like the the vantage point I have, I can't really see the the the, the sheen on a lot of the paint. But mm-hmm. anyway. Um, it was a clean looking truck, but never anything that you would ever con- consider would almost run in the tens at Denver. 
God, that's crazy. It was uh, nuts. Dean, Dean Winchester says his name was Enzo F. Okay. I don't think that was Enzo Ferrari, bud. This <laughs> is this is faster than Enzo stuff. <laughs> yeah, no idea. And, and I again, I don't know his name. Um, but oh, actually, that it's probably this guy, Mike Weiss. I'm looking through the the uh, nice the results. Nice. So I think Mike Weiss is his name. But yeah, eleven oh eight at Vandermeer with that. That's thing. cool. And it was sweet. It was super cool. That's cool. Let's run through some of the comments. We got John uh, Matson uh, says Kearney was a blast. Uh, we got eight one five LSX swap says he, he'll be my co-pilot for one And I'll just tell you, don't you threaten me with a good time, bud. Listen, well, and, uh, we I have mean, a we have a good time. And and you're more man than me because that thing ain't got no body panels on it or nothing. <laughs> and hey, um, it, here's a, here's a funny story you'll like. So every morning we would get up and it would be chilly. I'm talking like 55, 60 degrees in the mornings, right? We would dumpster dive to find a piece of cardboard that we would then tape on so we wouldn't get the wind from the uh, from the doors. So, I saw a picture somewhere of the Narcs cart with maybe a full cardboard like exterior thing strung yeah. on it, driving in the rain, maybe. Well, so I've been in the so I went to Wichita, which is like four hours from me, to see yeah. another big and, and that another was exactly you were you were on Wichita's yeah. shittiest cars. Yeah, Facebook and page. so what's crazy about that day is it was going to be really nice that afternoon, right? So I was like, oh, man, it won't be that bad. It was 30 degrees, going to be 30 degrees that morning when I left. So my wife taped me in the taped me in it in the morning, and I thought, oh, man, four hours, I'll be fine. I won't have to pee. Dude, being taped in and still being cold when I got to town, I was like, I can't. I can't take this door off because it's going to be too cold. Right. And uh, so, so I had to hold it. It was, I was really debating on that Gatorade bottle for, for about 15 minutes. <laughs> There's nothing wrong so, with that. The Gatorade bottle is a life send occasionally. Yeah. It, it was about to be really. And then I looked up his address. I was 15 minutes from it. I was like, Nope, I'll just wait till I get to his house. And I, right. I kicked the window out and I went running inside and I was like, I got to pee. <laughs> so, so I'm sure we'll be doing a little bit of that on uh, on 2.0. My co-pilot for 2.0 is is coming again, so that'll be fun. And awesome. then my little my little brother is going to road week uh, in a 70 MG midget. That's a 2,000 pound car, makes 400 wheel. It ought to be Ooh, a ton of fun. H hood exit nice. turbo four cylinder. So it ought to be a blast. We're going to have a very good time. Nice. We're going to going to just beat on people. Well, um, while we while we're there, let's talk a little road week. Um, road yeah. week is super cool. Um, so those of you that don't know kind of what's going on, we have a race week program where it's the it's the racing, it's the driving, it's the it's the whole mess. There's a road week program as well, which we kind of equate to power tour. Um, mm -hmm. It's everything without the racing. So um, so it's, you know, you get the routes, you get to drive along with everybody else. You get to get gas with everybody else. You get the, the hotel list, the whole mess. And it, like we were saying before, like 75% of the fun of this thing is on the road. And these people have 75% of the fun minimum. Um, on top of the <laughs> fact that when you get to the racetrack, you don't have to listen to what class is running, what's going on here, what's going on there. You can sit in the stands and you can watch racing if you want. You can walk through the pits yep. and hang out with people that you just met. Or if you want to crack a couple of cold, uh, cold yeah. you know, Coors Originals, <laughs> then there's nothing stopping you, which is great. Yep, yep. It's uh, and I want to say hey to Brady uh, Bluma Bluma uh, from Wichita, dude. Listen, we're gonna have a good time. You find us in the cart. You got to find us. Uh, 
road week, and I you think signed up for two point which is super awesome. Yep. So um, if you're uh, if you're a rookie, um, Brady, we're all I'm doing the rookie deal again. Um, so I did that this last year as well. I did rookie of the year. I did young gun, and I these are two mm-hmm. I just do on my own. Um, I just pull I pull two hundred fifty bucks out of my pocket, and then I like a like a uh, panhandler. I kind of go like money for the poor. And I, I gather up money from people as we kind of go along. And by the end of it, I just pass out whatever I've got to, and I, and I split it right in the middle. So the rookie of the year. And if, and if Brady is a rookie, um, you, what we'll do is we'll have you put right an R on your car and nice. the previous rookie of the year gets to pick the winner of the current rookie of the year. Now we oh, haven't had cool. one for 2.0. So I'm going to have Matt, pick rookie of the year for 2.0 and then that guy gets to pick the next 2.0 rookie of the year oh um, nice he uh he's just saying he's rookie in the hot rod class yeah there you go there you go that'd so, be cool and then young guns are by the time we finish by the time the award ceremony starts if you're 21 or younger you're also qualified for that you don't necessarily need to be a rookie but um but that the other half of that money goes to that person and the That's idea with cool. that is, is um, and, and if you don't know, we also, we allow legacy members a 24 hour head start to sign up for Rocky Mountain Race Week. Um, yep. The reason for that being we started and we became where, where we are from the people that have started this thing. So yeah. a lot of these people have been on every single one of them. Um, Vince Rui with his Nova has been on every single one of these things. Um, you know, Royce Payton's been on every single one of these things. Um I think Kerry yep. Watson has been on every single one of these things. So, um, you know, those are the people that has have made this thing from nothing and turned it into exactly what it is today. And we give them a little head start for that because of that reason. Um, and if so, if you competed in the last yeah. one and we treat them as two separate events, so 1.0 and 2.0 are separated. So if you competed in 1.0 this year, you get a 24 hour head start to sign up for 1.0 next year. Um, and that's, that's the rules. That's just the way they are. Um, but we've never had a full sellout. Um, we normally bring about 150 people back and that leaves us a hundred in whatever, um, depending on what we're talking about for car counts, 150 roughly left that are new folks or folks that missed last year and maybe did it a few years prior. Uh, Eric Brown says rookie in the house, but way too old for young gun. <laughs> yep. And that, and again, you don't necessarily need to be a young gun to be a rookie or are you rookie to be a young gun? Yep. Um, yep. we had Austin Mackey who is, uh, who has that Rambler that has the Ford motor mm-hmm. and was purging the nitrous through the, uh, the antenna. <laughs> um, he was a young gun, but he's done three of these things already. And he co-piloted in another one. So he's already been in four, nice. but he's still not even 21 yet. Well, and then like, that's what people need to understand too. So there's, there's still, I would think several people that at the end, as we get closer, that their co-pilot will fall out. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you want to co-pilot and you want to go, I mean, pay your way or whatever, but you know, offer that up. If you have the opportunity to, to go and I don't know if I'd want to spend a week in a car with somebody I don't know, but I mean, if you're on the page, you're already talking with a lot of folks. So I, you know, I think that's a good idea too. No, for sure. And, and, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, co-pilots drop out and then a lot of people 
have an additional room. Um, you don't yep. have to just take one. A, a guy can take a few co-pilots. You get a different wristband and you can't help work on the car during competition, yep. but people will take people. So if it's yep. something you want to do and you maybe don't even have like a reliable car that'll go a thousand miles in a week and check it out, pay your way. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dino, what's up, bud? Uh, Dino Cardella drove the hot Carl. Oh yeah. Uh, Mal oh yeah. Malibu. Malibu. Well, I think Malibu. Uh, it's a Nova. I there you go. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, so I, yeah, I'm excited about that. That's uh, it, it's going to be neat. And I hope we see a lot of like three deep because I'll tell you, we've got two back seats in the cart and I'm building the trailer. So we won't be taking those up with tires this time. So, so yep. it'll be nice. We can get some good rolling shots for any of the photographers that are out there too. There's always people that just show up with not, you know, no plans and just kind of like, I'm just going to figure mm -hmm. it out. Cole Reynolds is one of them. Chad's <laughs> Chad's kid. We'll show up with zero hotel plans and zero plans to ride at anything. And he always ends up at the end of the yeah. thing. So someone takes it, you know, now, picks him up. Here's one thing I will say about that is you have to be a cool person. Right. <laughs> like Cole yep. is one of the coolest dudes out there, always doing great stuff. And, you know, I mean, I didn't know he was Chad's kid. So that, that explains a lot. Um, yep. Stone, Stone Cypher just made a comment, said he was thinking of rolling without an official co-pilot. Uh, so people who want to can ride along with him. Um, yeah. I will give you fair warning. Make your ship, make your trips short in the gas chamber Nova. <laughs> There's uh, the some videos, Nova. bro. I'm telling you, I was like, I was like, what's it mean when I can't see anymore and I'm really sleepy? He goes, that means you need to get out. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's probably yep. he, pretty good. Yep. And he spent all week in there. I can't imagine. I, I couldn't hear. I couldn't see. My eyes were all glazed over and I was high as a kite. It was amazing. Yeah. That's some of the but, fun with some of these older cars. Yep. The, Mal the Malibu is kind of that way too. It'll, oh, uh, nice. it, it'll kind of pop the exhaust back through the windows. And uh, <laughs> yeah, about, about an hour and a half in, you're like, this is the best really idea good going on here <laughs> or yeah, really awesome. bad. And I'm not sure. Yeah. Yep. Yep, that's awesome. So let's talk. Uh, I think we've kind of went through everything. Um, I mean, do you have a, a restaurant or gas station from 1.0 that you're like, that was the spot? I mean, you kind of mentioned a, a Pueblo more breakfast place earlier. The, the Pueblo breakfast place was great, and I don't remember the name of it, which sucks because it was awesome. And uh, Bill and and uh, and I and Stevie ate there. Um, with Bill's uh, girlfriend's kid, and oh, we had it was great. Huevos Rancheros were um, but <laughs> right on the money. I don't remember the name of the place. I also don't remember the name of the place of that uh, that gas station. And mm. um, these guys, it, so part of the race week deal is trailer burnouts. Um, yes, and it, and it just uh, is. Th that's hey, that's why I'm building a trailer, right? And it just <laughs> is. And, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of party poopers out there that are like, oh man, you know, you can't be out there ripping up the pavement in front of these little bitty stores and all this crap. And, um, and I, I did, I told this guy at this gas station, cause they, there were some people that did some like gnarly burnouts, um, leaving this place. And he, he said, I got a video and there's a guy, he did a burnout way past the dollar general. And, um, <laughs> you know, I mean. And, but this dude was into it. And I, I did, I apologize. I said, dude, I'm really sorry um, about the, the burnout marks. And he said, dude, 
I, we're all car people here. I love this stuff. This is great. <laughs> yeah. That's the best, yep. that's the best advertisement I could ever have. I love it. Yeah. Um, yep. so no, it, it, but yes. So, you know, a little bit, a little bit of trailer burnout action happens here and there. And, uh, you know, it, that's, that's just kind of, uh, it's, it's a little bit of a part of the deal. Um, but yeah. that said that dude's, um, that dude's gas station. And I don't know what the name of the place is. And I don't even know where the town is or nothing. But I posted a great video that he sent me of people doing burnouts out of that place. And it was awesome. And nice. Uh, and he, he was all about it. He said, this is the best day I've ever had. It's so much fun. Yeah. That's, that's why we're doing a trailer. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was the number one reason. The number two reason was because I didn't want to throw 85 pound tires back on the roof of the cart anymore. No, hundred so. percent. And, and on top of that, shout out again to 1320. Bam. Mm -hmm. Um, they did a special 1.0 only competitors only sticker and I've got it somewhere and I don't know exactly where it's at right now, but it has a trailer burnout in the bottom of the 1320 video portion. And nice. there's only like, th like 350 of them in the world. And wow. So That's everyone, cool. everyone uh, that did 1.0 has one of those. So if you see a 1320 video and it's like a sunset with a trailer burnout, then that dude was on 2021. 1.0. That's awesome. So, so dirty Panda says black marks are signs that say stop here on race week. That is, that's a good point. I, I didn't think about that until he said it because like, you know, we were talking earlier about the sign of, Hey, stop here. But if you have a trailer and you're on race week, you need to do a burnout in front of a good place that treated you well, just do trailer burnouts in front of it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Let's bring them that business. That's awesome. All right. So let's get into some, um, some, mo uh, how about most anticipated track for 2.0? Uh, gotta be Enos, Texas. Um, yeah. brand new track, brand new for yep. me. I've never been, I've never raced in Texas. I've never been to Enos. I've never seen Enos. Um, yes. Enos, Texas. Um, I'm, I'm really interested. I was looking at the map and I was trying to figure out how we're going to get down there. Because Noble to Enos is an interesting, like it's straight interstate all the way down, except for these like two lanes that are like way over here or way over here on each side. So I'm excited to see the route for that day. It's going to be and, so and much we'll, fun. Yeah, we'll see. And I don't, I mean, we, tr we traditionally don't go on the highway all that often, yep. but we sometimes do. So we'll see yep. what happens with that. But, um, yep. but Aaron Schaefer, who won Limited Street 2.0 last year, says my home track is Enos apparently. So that's um, awesome. I'm excited to go to Texas, man. I gotta be, I mean, yeah. to be perfectly honest, I've never raced in Texas. I love, I, I, I did a little bit of army time in Texas and I loved it. And I love Whataburger. Cool. And, uh, I'm all, I'm all about all, uh, all the Texas sort of car culture. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Gibson Frederick says Enos like without the P. Well, yeah. <laughs> And, and Aaron Ennis. Schaefer says, please pronounce Enos that way. And I, yes. maybe I'm saying it wrong. Is it Ennis? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think we I have to say Enos without the P from now on. Enos without the P. I like yeah, it. I, I think that's how we have to pronounce it. Um, yeah, Aaron Schaefer says, uh, my home track uh, for Enos. And then Dino Cardella saying, Arc City is an eighth mile track, uh, is two to three years old. So there's going to be some really fun stuff on this one. Um, that part of Kansas I think is going to be really cool. Yep. I'm, I'm really excited about, uh, we, we have a ton of car 
family. Like I have a, a whole side of my mom's side of the family that are huge car folks um, that live in Dallas or a grapevine or whatever. So they're all going to come over. So I, I'm really excited about that trip because I get to see them once every two or three years. So that'll be really cool. And uh, Johnny Clyde, I think, has moved to Dallas. So he'll come over and hang out with us, and, and it'll be a good time. So Well, and it's it's going to be good um, when we announce tracks. A lot of the Texas guys got really, really excited about this because mm -hmm. we haven't done one of these in Texas. And and yeah. I, I don't I don't think even uh, Drag Week has done one in Texas. Maybe. Wow. Maybe Amar I don't know. Maybe Amarillo, maybe at one point. Wow. But – it, it's there's such a good car culture in Texas and especially drag race culture in Texas. Yep. And to give them an opportunity to race in their home state and yeah. kind of, it, it sort of gave us a chance to bring those Texas guys into this fold a little bit more. Um, yeah. it, and it's it, at the end, they, they, they did 2.0 cause it's closer, but, yep. um, but no, at, being able to get into Texas and, and kind of give a little shout out to those guys was, was super cool. Well, and, you know, just thinking you could almost do an, a whole week of race week stuff in Texas. So guys that do race car stuff, be thinking about that. You know what I mean? Like Houston, Dallas. I mean, there's all kinds of tracks in Texas. So, yep. yep th exactly. That's one thing I, I want to say real quick is um, one thing I've noticed about like you, talking to you and talking with Matt and talking to the whole group. It's not like our event is the only event that you can do. It's like, please, more people do this. Get more right. people involved. It, it's it's a whole culture. And I mean, yes, we want everyone to come do race week, but that's, it's just, it's not possible. We don't have the staff to accommodate 500 cars every time yeah. we do one of these. And if, I mean, we could probably let 500 into 2.0 and dudes would show up, but we just don't, oh, yeah. we're not there. We're not, yeah. we're, we're not that the tracks we go to, we're not that. Um, it's just, it, it's not possible, but Midwest drags left and did, uh, they were, they were about a week before or two weeks before 1.0 and they had slots open day of, you could join day yeah. of, yeah. um, drag week is the, you know, kind of the, the champion of one of these, they're the, the original, they're the OG, um, they're the you know most notoriety and they do take five, you know, 450 or 500 cars on those things. Um, yeah. but check them out. Go, go do these things. Like I said, like yeah. I have not done one since I started announcing, I'm going to have to choose one of these other ones to go compete in. And none of them are bad. Yeah. They're all cool. They're yeah. all run by cool people. Um, go check yeah. this stuff out, man. It's it 100% will change your life. It'll change how you build your car. It'll change how you yes. order parts for your car. It'll change what you think about. Cause everything you're thinking about is like, man, that cam is going to make a lot of power, but can it live for 400 miles at one yeah. time? Cause we yeah. did that in 1.0, we did 400 and like 20 something miles in one pat in one run. That's so, crazy. I mean, you got it. Yes. Your 820 lift cam on a 106 lobe center is going to make a ton of power, but it's going to kill your valve springs in about 17 miles. Yeah. So, well, so, so let's go back to that because like, typically people that only drag race 17 miles dude that's like 80 passes that's a season no exactly dude and and, and especially when you're talking about a, a sustained rpm and the harmonics in the car and everything sort of doing their thing it's it's yeah. harder on it sitting at 3500 or you know 3800 rpm cruising down the road than it is making a 850 pass 
Yeah. Um, you know, you're really beating the stuff up. And on top of that, like the tracks are pretty smooth overall. Um, you know, yep. you get on the road, you get across a set of railroad tracks and tear your exhaust <laughs> off and you're going, yeah. who came up with this? Well, who came up with that is a dude with a streetcar that runs like 690. So if your, you know, 850 car can't do it and his, 60, his 690 car can do it, well, then you're doing something wrong. Yep. Yep. That's, that's exactly, I, I mean, what's wild is like, it, I would think the people that end up complaining are the guys running like 11s and 12s that are like, Oh my God, this, this route sucks. But right. then there's some dude running like a freaking seven second car, you know, Royce yeah. Payton changing blowers between, uh, between tracks. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's on that same exact path on that, yeah. on that same exact road yep. running across those same exact railroad tracks. <laughs> And he's yep. got to do all that same crap, and yeah. he still shows up and switches the blower around and goes seven forty. Yeah. So I mean, yep. so hey, t tell me real quick if you know much about. It. So Dennis and Alex Taylor um, are relatively close to me here. So they finished that car like a day late, and then drove like came out and you know made made the rest of the trip right. Like well, correct. That's so, a, talk about a fresh car. Brand new car. If you didn't watch that thing get, getting built, go check them yeah. out. Um, Alex oh, yeah. Taylor Racing. Mm -hmm. And I believe, uh, I, I think Dennis maybe has his own thing going now too with Dennis Taylor Hot Rods. I don't know, but Alex Taylor Racing has everything. But yeah. that thing had was like a tacoed body like a month before 1.0 yes. started. And they fixed the body. They built a chassis for it. P.S. They were still, and they're also building uh, Tom Bailey's car. Mm -hmm. So. Yep. Um, they're doing two at the same time, um, but they finished that car about a day late um, and they brought it out. They actually brought it out to the mountains near, near uh, Bandemir on our trip mm -hmm. from Bandemir to Kearney. Um, we did a, a loop of about a hundred miles through the mountains and we were sitting at the checkpoint and taking pictures. And I was cruising with the vice grip garage guys and Doug from motion and those guys and the, the uh, LSSS truck from the 405, Quentin Lewis was driving that thing. Yeah. Um, anyway, we were, we were at that, at that um, checkpoint, and in comes Alex and Dennis and out. And then they about five minutes passed, and they came back in and out. <laughs> and they were, just doing, they were just driving the thing in the mountains. And I think they were both getting footage for uh, the, the YouTube channel, and they were just shaking <laughs> the thing down. Um, yep. but having tons of problems with it and trying to figure it out. And they had it out at every track they had it at Kearney and then, uh, brought it back down to great Bend. but they had it out at Kearney, never drove it at Kearney. Um, but did, then was able to make a couple of passes at great Bend, And, um, it was awesome, man. Dennis was, um, uh, exhausted, tired. I mean, you could see on his face that he hadn't slept very well in a couple of weeks. Um, uh, and I've seen that look, I've been in the army. Um, and you know, <laughs> you, you can tell a guy, um, but he was, you know, he just came up and he said, oh, we're, we're, you know, we're going to try to make a couple of passes. The thing doesn't have a working tack in it. Um, you know, she's shifting it by hand. She's never driven a big tire car. It's a brand new car. Like just, you know, and we're going to be in front of the world here. So just let people know that if this goes poorly, that that's why. And it made a great yeah. first shakedown pass. And then I think at second pass, it went like, nine teens way off the gas um so that's, that's gonna be wild. a contender. 
that is going to be a contender. Yep. And it's got um, Dennis's motor from his Nova in that car. And that Nova is uh, like a, it's kind of like a stock suspension style car. It's still leaf spring, mm -hmm. but it's mini tubbed um, and it runs in the sevens. So yeah. it, with a full chassis with a ton less weight and with a big tire, I mean, that thing's, that thing's got, he's going to be capable of, uh, of really, it, really lighting it down. It's, it's wild. Like what's funny is, um, so I watch her YouTube all the time because she, she really does a good job and I don't know who edits their stuff. It may be her, but it's really good. And like, uh, so they have the dentist cam now, you know, and when like, you can just like his brain is what I hope my brain is one day when the, I'm the whole, the whole family, um, you know, they're just, they're nuts. If they could, if they don't have the right part, he'll make it. If they don't have the right tool, yeah. he'll make it. Um, you know, he'll put Alex on the CNC machine and say, make me this tool while I go over, go over here and make the component that we need. And they're just, they're amazing. Um, yeah. they're, they're just, they're artists, they're craftsmen. They're like, they're like modern day blacksmiths. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just, it's, they're amazing. I, I love yep. watching the stuff they pump out. I love watching all their cars. And like, we were talking, how crazy must it be that your plan B is the bad marrow? I mean, right. Come on. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, that's what your, blows your backup, my mind. Yeah. Your backup car is an 820 car. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, dirty Panda just sent us 20 bucks. Dude. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Uh, anybody that sends any money, that is going 100% to race week. We are in the thick of it here. I'm, I'm flipping stuff on eBay. Um, we're planning to finish the OBS uh, LS swap build by then so I can afford to do race week. So, well, I was going to uh, say that's a boost controller right there. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, a e well, that's we, an eBay boost controller. Well, we've already got one on the old truck, so I'll just pull it off and put it on the cart and just keep turning that knob until something. boy happened so uh, i'll tell you a funny story about something happening um we had been beating on the car i think we did like seven or eight burnouts uh, at the car show that day and i was draining the uh fuel rail because i didn't have the second pump hooked up because i wasn't thinking uh so we were draining the fuel rail well i hooked the fuel rail up and i'm like man let's make one more round i had these i had a bunch of kids in the car or uh, three kids i was like let's go make one more burnout so I pull up there and I'm doing it and the tire lets go. I thought it was a rod. I get out of it. I'm like, crap. I get back in it. I was like, screw it. If we're sending a rod, it's going to the moon. Who cares? Right. You know? Right. And uh, we, we almost popped a tire, but it completely separated the tread. So it was, it was definitely worth it. The kid kids had a blast. And uh, I wish I could make some passes on race week with the kids, but I don't think that's safe. Probably, probably not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, but we'll be doing burnouts uh, on the road. So if there's kids that want to ride or adults, come on, let's go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yep. So, all right, about. man. Um, how about let's let's switch up before we get into some Q&A here. Let's uh, I, get another beer, but let's talk about favorite ice cream flavor. I, I don't know why you would bring this up. There's no reason, no reason to bring up favorite what? ice cream flavor. No. Um, so I am a, I'm a, I'm a chocolate chip, cook, chocolate chip cookie dough kind of guy. Okay. Um, All right. But this is, this is good. So I don't know if you even know about this. 
Um, mm, I don't know. There's there's some history of me with ice cream. Okay. On race week. <laughs> Even and, better. Um, yeah. So and, and there's picture evidence of this. If if you're on the RMRWers page, you can find this. Um, but it was, I think, 17, 2017. It was as hot as it was on um, race week 1.0. It was 100 degree days. It was insane. It was hot. It was just, I mean, no good. And we stopped at Brahms because that's what you do. And I got some yeah, ice, cream. ice cream. And I walked outside and it was so hot that it was it was just melting all over my hand and all over the ground and I couldn't eat it fast enough. So I thought it would be great to get a picture of me in the parking lot of Brahms putting ice cream on my nipple. Yes. And um, so we got a picture of this and actually I did it twice, which is my fault because the first time we got no picture and it was like six witnesses ever and it would have just died there. But I did it again and someone got a picture. So the next year, 2018, um, lo and behold, Bill Armstrong, who's a buddy of mine, he lives up the street. He's got that sweet fa uh, fair lane who also, big shout out to Bill, had his, uh, just set a personal best, uh, went 872 at 165 in that 3,800 pound fair lane of his at streetcar takeover at Bandemir on the hill, nice. baby went 165 miles an hour. Anyway, Bill got the picture of the ice cream nipple and it's terrible. I've got a, a mustache that is ju just, ju I mean, bad. Um, and <laughs> like, like a, like a real mustache or like ice cream mustache. It's a real mustache, but it's oh, yeah. like, I, I, I liken it to a molestache. Um, because I shouldn't be around minors while I, <laughs> while I have it on. Um, and, and I'm the, the face, uh, you've got to look at it. Anyway, Bill made a shirt with me with ice cream on my nipple, my molestache and this like, just, I mean, like, like porn looking <laughs> look, um, and made like 25 or 30 shirts and they all wore them to an IHOP in the morning and invited me to the IHOP. So there were like 20 dudes at this IHOP wearing a shirt with me with ice cream on my nipples. And I'm sure I ate so much spit that morning. Oh, uh, nice. And then our, our first or second checkpoint that day was at the Royal Gorge. And there were like 10 more people with a shirt with me with, with ice cream on my, on my nipple, including Carrie Watson and her daughter, Andy, who was like 10. Nice. And has this like nearly pornographic photo of me um, on her shirt. Oh, so it was um, fantastic. Do you have, have you seen, that shirt? Can you find that shirt? Have you Stevie's seen Ray's find the shirt so we can, oh so everyone can enjoy in it. But have you seen race Bobo's comment over here? It says, Hey, you sure it's not Napoleon? Napolitan. <laughs> race. Race, dude. Race showed up with a Buick, um, like a Buick GS, like green with a vinyl top and stuff. And it looks like it should maybe run in the like 17s or something. And uh, race shows up and, and goes 15th place in this thing in the 14.0 class. 
um, shows up with a competitive car that uh, it looked like <laughs> the car, like the dude drives in Big Lebowski, you know? Nice. It's like, yeah, it's good. Oh, here's the shirt. Hold on. <laughs> so. Oh, my God. <laughs> see, see my face? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. So, yeah, that's. Um, uh, I that's have two great. Stevie that's has great. one. I have one. It's fantastic. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So that was cookie dough ice cream? Cookie dough ice cream is my favorite. I don't know what I put on my nipples. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Oh, do you have this kind of story for a favorite pizza topping or should we be concerned? I don't have a favorite pizza topping one, um, but I am a uh, pepperoni and onion kind of guy. What is wrong with you, dude? Nothing. It's fantastic. Oh, that does not sound good at all, but I'll give it a shot. I'll give right, it a hold try. On. Hold on. Let's turn this around. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Uh, oh, I'm a, I'm a strawberry guy. Strawberry and caramel. Yep. And then, uh, uh, and then favorite pizza topping is, um, dang, we eat so much pepperoni and cheese around here that it's sad, but I, I'm a Supreme guy. Pizza Hut Supreme. All right. I'm, I'm bringing out my old man style there. I always thought if you, if you were old, you ate Supreme pizza until I was about 25. And then I tried it and I was like, damn, this is pretty good. Well, yeah, but at 25, you're old. I mean, that's just what happens. Uh, uh, a hundred percent. You're just sort of you're you're just spinning the drain, and I'm saying that because Stevie just turned twenty five. So oh dang, <laughs> that's awesome. Eight one five is saying that uh, sausage and onion is good pizza. Yeah, and and I mean okay, sausages and pepperoni is roughly the same, and I I yeah. just yeah I'm pepperoni and onion. That's my move. I, I'll try that. I'll try that. Uh, that's awesome. All right, so I think let's get into some Q and A here. I need to grab one more beer. Um, I'll also you... go grab a beer, but after get me started on something and I'm going to pass so, it off to you. All right. Almost so, no background and see what happens. Perfect. Let's do favorite road food. Favorite road food. Yep. I like it. Okay. Um, my favorite road food is breakfast food. Always. Um, love, love, love breakfast while I'm on the road. And my favorite breakfast food while on the road is I, I have two huevos rancheros, which is fantastic, but you have to get the eggs one step undercooked where you like them because they're always sitting on top of hot food and they cook a little more. So over easy, well, I normally eat over medium. All right, boy, that sounds now, delicious. Your, your favorite road food. <laughs> Perfect. So, I, I'm a, uh, oh God. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm a cheeseburger guy, 100. percent um, But if I am eating road food, gas station type uh, snacks or meals, um, number one snack for me is Sour Patch Kids. Uh, number one from a gas station is a pizza stick. Guys, listen. If you don't eat pizza sticks, you can't ride with me in the car. Um, we'll just we'll be pizza sticks and uh, and Sour Patch Kids. Hundred percent. Okay. So, so, what was your favorite road food? So, uh, as far as like a, a simple sugary snack, I'm a Sour Patch Kids kind of guy, 
And then um, if I'm eating a gas station, like I need just something quick is a pizza stick, man. I, I love them. Love them. So love them. Mine was breakfast food and it was stopping and it was huevos rancheros. Yeah. But if you're cruising, um, I am a big sunflower seeds, taco Supreme flavor. Um, nice. Is amazing. <laughs> and I have, I have a bag cause I just, I, we just got done with 1.0. So I have some left. Right. Over. But that's my jam and uh, beef jerky. Oh yeah. So we were on, we were on 2.0 and we were in some gas station, like a really nice gas station in Oklahoma somewhere. And Dustin, the co-pilot bought some, it was like 20 something dollars, uh, you know, tub, whatever you call those, you know, twist top tubs of beef jerky. Yeah. We literally had it eaten in like eight miles. Now we were hungry. But it was the best beef jerky I've ever had in my whole entire life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it was awesome. And that that and Slim Jims, like the little mini Slim Jims. Yes. Oh, the, the, like they're just grease, basically, like grease <laughs> in a tube. Uh, yep. I love it. Like you yep. could probably put those in your wheel bearings and they would live. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. 100%. 100%. Oh, yeah. All right. So let's get into some Q&A from uh, folks from the RMRWers uh, Facebook page. Uh, I'm going to put that right here. So everybody that's coming in. Um, and and folks, not really if, you're, if you're interested in this sort of thing and you're not on that page, get on that page. You don't have to be a, a participant. You don't have to be a, a window licker, as I call them. It's a co-pilot. You don't have to be a race weaker or a road weaker or anything like that. It's just for people that are into this sort of thing. And you can get like a little bit of an inside kind of look at this. And Actually, I started that page to start with kind of racers and give us a, a place to find speed traps and crap like that on the road. And it turned into a huge, big thing. Um, and rather than try to choke it down and try to keep it as like its its own thing, I created a, a, a little bitty participant page that has like nothing happening. And then this <laughs> RMRWers page that has everything happening still. Yep. Um, but go check it out. It's super fun. Um I don't do it for any money or any crap like that, but check it out um, and join that thing. And the only thing I ask, I'm, I'm the moderator. I'm the admin as well. I let you in. If you don't answer the questions, I don't let you in. So answer the questions and you just have to say something. Yep. Um, it, they're pretty easy questions. It's just three of them. So anyway. Yep. Yep. And, and the biggest, one of the biggest benefits uh, to that group is that like people are posting and, it's about Rocky mountain race week. It's about this lifestyle. It's about these events. So, you know, leading up to it, it's, Hey, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready. But then the week of it's insanity. Hey, I need this. Hey, I need that. Hey, I need this. So, you know, always make sure I think in one of the Facebook settings, you can make it a favorite. So it'll show you updates and things like that. Whenever, yeah. uh, whenever you are in there now, I will say it saved us somebody had a part we were looking for, for one of the other cars in the group and it saved us because somebody had it. Now, Adam does a great job of announcing if he knows that there's parts that are needed. Um, a lot of times, I think a lot of people were messaging Matt um, with when you, Matt's obviously hugely busy. You're hugely busy. June's busy, but I would, in my opinion, the dude with the microphone probably needs to know you're the one looking for parts. So, right. I mean, right. am I, am I okay to like ask if folks are on the trip to maybe send you a message? Hey, we're looking for a wheel bearing for a fab nine 
nine inch for a Nova. You seeing know. seeing messages, that's good. I like that. That's pretty good. That's a that's a Jonathan Stone Cipher um little dig there. Well well he, no. Hey, I the wheel bearings out of that thing. And it turns uh, out that I had them at my house and mailed them uh, to him when we got back. Well, um, so the the backstory to that is that me and Timmy Meehan, Turbo Timmy, are the ones that drove back to Tulsa from almost Great Bend. And that's what cost me even getting close to being fifth place in the unlimited class. Right. Uh, because Turbo Timmy and I headed back to save him. And Dustin, my co-pilot, and John, uh, Jonathan Stonecipher, slept at the car for eight hours. Right, if, right. If, if um, you haven't seen dark, you haven't seen dark Kansas at 2 a.m. in the morning with a Sasquatch in the woods. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, no, if you're looking for parts, honestly, post them on that RMRWers page. Mm -hmm. I look yep. at that occasionally um, while I'm kind of doing my thing, and then I yep. can give shout-outs for that. Also, Matt, this year has added a looking for, like it's a wanted poster on the side oh, of his cool. trailer with a dry oh. erase board. Uh, with a marker. Uh, so you nice. can put on there what you're looking for, what your name is, what your car number is. And then he will actually get in touch with me or run it up to me or whatever. Cause we're sort of talking throughout the whole thing. Um, and he's yep. that that's an easier way for us. Uh, honestly, messaging me is a terrible idea. Um, I just don't have the time to go through all of my means of communication. Um, Makes sense. So on the RMRWers page, I keep a, an eye on that about once an hour. I try. Um, but sometimes it gets to be two or three hours. And if you're looking for something right now and you're relying on me to announce it, probably a bad idea, but yep. everyone's on that RMRWers page for the most part, that's on Rocky Mountain race week. So yep. that, that has a wider reach than even me saying it over, uh, over the intercom. Right. Um, also I was thinking about, uh, just now, because when, uh, Jonathan's car, when he decided to, I'm not going to drive it anymore, I don't want to tear it up. We were, while they were getting it figured out, all these people were passing and we were just like, thumbs up, bro. Keep going. Yep. Keep yep. going. Don't do that. Do a thumbs down. Say something's broke. We don't know what it is. Get over, you know. Right. And we, you just, we, you just never know. Cause like, yep. I mean, odds are really bad that somebody has a bearing pressed on an axle that fits into Jonathan's car perfectly. Yes in their yeah. stuff. However, um, you know, if you, you never know, maybe they have just the ax or the, just the bearing. And if yep. you can get it to a machine shop with a press, yep. well, okay. Now you but, got it. Yeah. Um, but no, that's, that's part of the deal. Um, if, if you're kind of new to this thing, if they're, if you're pull over on the side of the road, thumbs up is you can keep going. Um, we're fine. We're just, you know, someone's has to pee or whatever. Um, thumbs down is I need help. Please pull over. And normally you're going about 65 and you pass them and you skid off to the side of the road and you back up to them and <laughs> yep. figure out what's going on and you know, whatever, Ho hopefully you can help get their stuff put back together. Yep. Um, hey, but, Hey, uh, bad tree productions. Thanks for watching. Appreciate it, bud. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. Um, but yeah, so no, that, uh, that, it, yes, you'd, you'd never know what someone might come up with. Um, Dennis yep. Taylor talking about Dennis <clears throat> at great bend in, I believe it was 2.0. Um, found a carbon fiber distributor gear for a uh, half inch shaft, big block Chevy MSD distributor in great bend. Wow. I mean, it, who, okay. Yep. Whatever. Someone had <laughs> yeah. one and he kept going. So, um, 
the the amount of stuff that people have just kind of sitting around and especially in these mm-hmm. little towns close to racetracks are pretty astonishing. Yep. And and then, you know, again, messaging you that that was a great way to word that because like messaging you, let's say it took you an hour to get to that. During that hour, if you posted on the RMRWers page or the participant page, you know, there's a co-pilot looking at that stuff. Yep. You know, while you're going along. So for sure. So that's, that's a great point. Um, all right. And, and kind of, even if it's not you, it's somebody in your group knows maybe you have that thing mm-hmm. and they'll walk over and say, Hey, do you have that thing? Yep. Oh yeah, totally. Yep. Um, <laughs> Jonathan Sonecipher says Dustin Prince, who was my co-pilot said, uh, is in need of Sasquatch spray. <laughs> uh, Dale Gebhardt had a bearing in his trailer, but didn't know and was having struggles of his own. That's, I mean, that's hundred percent. Na- that's the name of the game. Yep. Cause great Ben was day four guys. Listen, yep. I don't, I, we were up 22 hours on day four. Like we, we got to the hotel at 4am and slept for two hours and got back up and rode on and start and started driving again. Yeah. I mean, like we literally drove, it was 230 miles. We drove almost 650 miles on day four because we drove almost to great bend and then to Tulsa and back. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. It, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what happens in Dustin Prince. Literally. I, I think him and Jonathan cuddled for a little while to keep warm. It happens. So, it happens. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you got to, you know, I, I think they were laying on, they were laying on blankets on the, on the ground. What happens at race week stays at race week. <clears throat> yeah. Especially what happens in the middle of Kansas at 2 a.m. I mean, listen, you got to stay safe from the, <laughs> from the Sasquatch. Yeah. All right. You, you ready to do some Q and a here? Let's do it. All right. So Justin Calkins uh, asked, what tracks are on your wish list for Rocky Mountain Race Week and why? Uh, that's <clears throat> such a good question, man. Um, every track I've seen, that's that's some of the advantage to one of these drag and drive things is you see tracks you have never seen before. Um, and a bunch of them, especially if you start in an area where you're not in. Um, and my my uh, sort of bucket list track before I started in on all this stuff was Indy, um, and I got the chance to race in Indy in 2016 on Rocky Mountain Race. Or on, I'm sorry, on Drag Week, I brought my car, I blew it up day two, <coughs> um, I, blew, I broke the transmission. I got a transmission from uh, another Drag Weeker, but I was out. I had towed the car to his shop, put the transmission in it towed it to Indy with a dead alternator and made a pass at Indy because that was the entire reason I made the trip. That's awesome. It would be cool to see Rocky mountain race week, make its way through Indy because it's just, it's Indy. It's the U S nationals, right? Great bend was the space of the first U S nationals and Indy is the space of the current U S nationals. So um, I think it would be super duper cool to, uh, to go check that out again. Um, it, honestly, um, there's so many cool little tracks, especially like talking Texas, like the gut in Texas is a crazy itty bitty little track with like steel guardrails and like you might get stabbed if you go there, but I want to nice. race it someday. Um, yeah. So yeah. Um, race says the Ozarks in 2018, dude, the Ozark track was so cool. 
um, the, the announce booth and the time slip stuff was all like, um, like wood, like cabins. It was so freaking cool. Um, That's cool. It, it was awesome. Uh, the Ozark track was freaking amazing. Um, and yeah, yellow belly. Yeah. That's what it's, it's yellow belly. Totally. Dirty Panda. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, anyway, that's awesome. so, so those like kind of three for all different reasons. Um, again, Ozarks was super cool that we have done. Um, Indy is cool that I have done, but race week hasn't done and yellow belly, man, just cause it, we we're a little gangster. Um, we, we run a little bit of kind of some smaller gangster <laughs> tracks like Pueblo is a little gangster. Uh, yellow belly would be a little gangster. I think that'd be fun. That's awesome. All right. How about, uh, let's see, we got, uh, Steve Carlton asks, how do you manage to stay so grounded being as sexy as you are? Steve Carlton's a, a good buddy of mine, man. I, I am a Steve Carlton fan. Um, Steve got his start in motorsports photography the same year I got my start in motorsports announcing. Um, mm. Douglas Motorsports Park, Douglas, Wyoming. Um, I, I got a, an opportunity to announce, and that was my first chance at announcing, and I actually got paid for the summer to announce at, at Douglas. And Steve was kind of like, hey, I want to maybe get started into like doing a little bit of motorsports photography and having some fun doing that. And I just don't know how to get started. And I said, dude, drive to Douglas. It's a four-hour drive, and you can do whatever you want. Because, again, That's a little bit awesome. gangster. Douglas is a little bit gangster, too. <laughs> um, you know, wild, wild west a little bit. Um, anyway, Steve is a, a great friend of mine and uh, super, we won't super hold cool that dude. We won't and hold that against him. That's right. Um, but how do I stay so sexy while being grounded is, I mean, it, it comes, it really comes from Stevie. Um, my, my lady does, uh, she does it all. And <laughs> that's uh, awesome. And it comes from that, but he did, he actually asked a good question, uh, like a, like an actual serious question, a little, a couple of down. So mm -hmm. ask that, ask me that one. I don't, I don't have it in front of me. Yep. So we'll stay on him. He said, as a track announcer, is there anybody that you pattern yourself after or would yes. you like to announce with given the chance? Such, such a good question. So um, I got a chance in Douglas to announce for a, a national open race. Um, and it was a couple of weeks before the mile high nationals at Vandermeer. And um, I got to actually announce next to and with Bob Fry, which was super awesome because I woke up on Saturday mornings and would flip on the TV and it would be the NHRA races and Bob Fry was the announcer. Um, so it was nice. super cool actually standing next to Bob Fry, who is actually a super short guy. Um, he's maybe five <laughs> foot two or five foot three. And he was kneeling on a chair and announcing super comp races. And it was, I was like a kid in a candy store. I was having the, <laughs> I mean, it was like, I mean, a lot of people kind of have their heroes with their stuff and, and I, I never thought I would be like an announcer and have an announcer hero. Um, but that dude, it was super, super cool watching him and his element kind of do his thing. And it was awesome. Um, so I got that chance and it was super cool. Um, on top of that, maybe the best announcer that's ever lived in the history of announcing was here at Vandermeer Speedway. And he's actually since passed, unfortunately, Bruce Kamada. Um, Ooh, he's, announced yeah. a, he's announced a ton of Division Five races. Um, and he was our local announcer here and just an awesome dude. And a lot of what I do is stuff that I've just heard him doing through the years because 
I raced with him announcing my races from about 1997 until, um, I mean, 2010, roughly. That's awesome. And, uh, and so everything kind of that I do has a little hint of Bruce Kamada in it. And just because that's what I grew up knowing. And that dude's awesome. Yeah. And uh, rest in that's peace, cool. Mr. Kamada. And we, we, uh, we miss him a lot. That's awesome. That's a great answer, dude. Um, all right. So, ha- ooh, this one's hard. Let's go to uh, let's go to Brian Glover because I and we talked about this a little bit ago. Uh, he said, "What's the well?" Dang, he he asked three questions, so we'll answer. We'll ask it uh, all at once. He said, "What's the most significant difference between 1.0 and 2.0? Mm-hmm. Is there a difference in the field of cars and the biggest hurdle for someone doing both?" Let's All let's right. wait. We'll we'll let's let's hit the first two. So you know, significant difference between 1.0 and 2.0, and is there a difference in the field of cars? So no difference in the field of cars. Um, the field of cars is is pretty much the same. And actually, in 2.0 last year, which is our first 2.0 event, mm-hmm. uh, was our most competitive event, um, which was super super cool and very unexpected. Um, to be honest, um, we'll have the same number of cars roughly. But the biggest difference is the time frame. Um, 1.0 is and always will be seven days. Um, we have drive days for our east-west routes because they're just so long. Um, for 2.0, it's five days. It's built like yep. drag week. Um, so it's every day is drive and race, drive and race, drive and race, drive and race, drive and race. Um, and it's the, the tempo of the thing, the cadence of the thing is totally different. Um, the feel of the thing is very different. It's, it's not as laid back. Um, 1.0 is set in the time frame that it's set June or July because you can bring your kids. Uh, hmm. 2.0 is set in the time frame because it's where we can get tracks. Um, it has zero to do with it, being able to bring your kids along with anything else. It's just, here's tracks. Let's go race. Um, the biggest difference that I think I'll see that, that I have seen in, preparation is we, the night racing um, that if you hit your first good pass, when we, when we open the track at three or, you know, by, by five o'clock or something like that, mm-hmm. you've got a good pass. More people leave. Yeah. And we'll actually hit the road and, or go back to their hotel and rest um, on 1.0. Mo- more people will stay and race and continue to race throughout the night um, Two people will either get on the road and get half of the drive done or go to their hotel and chill. So in two, we have a lot more uh, really competitive cars in later, where in one, we have every car in later. Yep. So um, let's talk about um, when you when you say that, uh, sorry, and I'm, I'm thinking of the Dirty Panda answer over here. Um, cause he's asking, how would he get involved? How, how do I get into doing race based work? And I was thinking, pick a niche, like wiring, like if you can wire, you, you're going to, you're, you're going to be as busy as you want to be. Don't do it all. Um, it, anyways, so about, cause I really want to do 1.0. I really wanted to do 1.0 this year, but I can't do 1.0, 2.0 and a family vacation. I have the vacation time at work. I just don't have the money. Right. right. So for 1.0, are you saying like, because I know there's two drive days built in, but does that equal 
the same kind of, uh, or does that equal a different time frame for when the tracks are opening? Are you not racing no. at night on Correct. two 1.0? We'll have two nights where we don't race. So we wow. just have a drive. Well, yeah. Yep. Um, and then we don't race till night. So we don't actually race until the next 3 PM. So right. when you turn in your slip, say it's midnight mm -hmm. or whatever, or whenever we close the track at 10, T 10. Yeah. Yeah. You turn in your slip. You theoretically don't need to be at the track until two days later at 3 PM. That, and, and it, but, but it's still like 400 miles between that's those the, two, right? That's the issue. That's the yeah. issue is we do 400 miles. We don't do yep. highways. We have 10 or 12 hour drive days on our yep. east west routes. So it's not easier by any means. It's yep. just different. Hmm. That's that's a great point because like um Wendy Martin of 301 Streetcars love that whole group. She is the mama. I'm gonna tell you, she's my race mama. Um yep. she she's a has lot this, of race mamas, by the way. I mean, yeah, yeah. She's the best lady I know uh for this stuff. But she uh she had told me before 2.0 She's like, it's going to be hard. She's like, it's going to be hard. You you just don't understand. 1.0 is so laid back because, you know, obviously doing YouTube, uh, our plan was to get as much content and do a daily video. I literally did not understand that we would leave at 6 a.m. We wouldn't be to the hotel till 11 p.m. at night. And then I've got to start editing. There were three nights there where I was up till three o'clock in the morning. And then Thursday, you know, we made the loop to Tulsa. So um, that's, that's what's interesting about race week to me. And I, that, I think that's why I want to do 1.0 is because I think it would allow a lot more downtime to edit, but then also for more conversations with other racers and things like that. Yep. Because it's amazing the amount of time that, like we would get to the track at say four o'clock in the afternoon. You know, you spend an hour unloading the car, setting the tent up, getting everything. Okay. Now I got to eat. So now it's like seven o'clock. I'm going to make a pass. Well, then right. I want to make two or three passes because I like big burnouts and I like making passes. Right. Well, now it's 10 o'clock. Everybody's whipped. Let's go to the hotel. And then you get up at 6 a.m. and you do the same and you thing do the it next over day. Over and over and yep. over. And then next thing you know, you're done. And you're yep. like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. Um, so it is, it's a different cadence. The big, the big difference in 1.0, you get that whole day to drive, but really where you're having a lot more fun is that day before the racing. Um, yeah. so it doesn't start till three, but as assuming you got there at midnight, you really have all day to kind of like hang out and do whatever you want. Yeah. So that can be, you know, sitting down to a breakfast or, yep. Um, this year I was able to, um, I, I was able to scatter my dad's ashes, um, and took him on a couple of, couple of like level or, or, uh, stops of race week. And then we were in Pueblo and he used to water ski in Pueblo reservoir. So I got the chance to do that. We're like That's on awesome. 2.0. I don't think you would ever have that chance. Um, yeah, I just, mean, just the cadence of the thing is so fast and furious that, yeah. um, you know, once you get done driving the route again, you leave at six in the morning, you get to the track at four and you know, you're making passes by seven yeah. and it, you know, there's just not a lot of time in there for doing anything yep. else. Yep. Um, I, I do want to tell dirty Panda, um, Hey, message me, dude. I, I want to talk about some stuff, uh, on the side after, after all this is done, because I, I have some ideas for you. Um, 
moving forward for narcoleptic, I think that's what we're going to do is I, I really, I enjoy wiring and I want to up my skill and all that kind of stuff. So I, I think if we ever took on any more pro or when we take on more projects, uh, I think there'll be more along the lines of, of wiring and things like that. Complete, com you know, completely wiring a car. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to diagnose your wiring fuck up. You know what I mean? I, I want right. to completely rewire it from the beginning, but anyways. And, then, I, and I then to back up real quick past that, Aaron Schaefer asked, do you ever think 2.0 will be in a month other than September? Um, yep. Dude, I don't know. Um, to be perfectly honest with you, a ton of the like, the logistics with this all happened yep. with Matt and with June. Um, so a ton of that stuff is just, it really, the big thing is we need to find five tracks within driving distance that'll yep. handle us on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. Um, yeah. that's, it's, it's a, it's kind of a tall task to be honest with you. And then we need to yep. fit into their normal, um, their, their normal, uh, rotation of stuff. So if they do, street legal races on a Wednesday night and we want to be there Wednesday night, they have to shut down their normal races for yeah. us to come in and be morons um, well, with our street but cars. I mean, but, so, but here's the other thing. You're bringing 300 cars. Right. And and how many people do you think travel? 700? You think there's 700 folks that travel with us? Oh, yeah. Easily. Yeah. My, Easily. Maybe more. I, I would think we're probably closer to 1,000. We, we were 321 cars for 1.0 mm -hmm. plus road week guys. So you figure there's two people in each car. Mm -hmm. um, you're already nearly 700 yeah. plus road week. Um, plus yeah. th the big one really is, is uh, spectators. And it's not yeah. necessarily us, but it's people that show up to watch us. Yeah. Um, we sold somewhere around 1,500 tickets at Vandermeer on a Tuesday night. That's awesome. Um, which is unfreaking heard of. Yeah, um, and and so now the social media side of my brain works in the way of, you know, there there's so many times where like we're all on Facebook. That's where eighty percent of the people are probably watching this right now. Right. You know, when like when you're going to a track, post to your friends that you're going to that track. They're gonna tag one of their friends that lives in that city. You know, like, yep. like let everybody know, like so many people think this is such a big business, but it's really not like, this is not a huge business. This isn't 400 people traveling to put on this event. It's no. eight it's, people. Right. And, and really <laughs> when it comes down to it, it's really two. It's Matt yeah. and June. Yep. And they make all the decisions. They shell out all the money out front. They come up with yep. all the sponsors. They yep. do, they do everything. They do it all. Yep. I just pretty much show up, yell into a microphone for a week and leave and go back to my normal job. Yep. They continually are doing this over and over and over and over and over. So, yep. um, you know, and at the end of the thing, like I tell everybody, if it's, if you've got questions about um, the race or rules for the, you know, all that stuff, that all is Matt. Yep. The, the final word always comes down to Matt. If you have questions about, registration and who, where you are in a wait list and et cetera. That's all June. That's kind of what she runs. And then I sort of, I, I, I float. Um, I, I'm doing this for nothing. I'm not involved in race week right now. I'm not being paid by race week right now. I'm just yep. doing it because I love race week. I love the people. Yep. I love the stuff. I love everything that we're doing with this deal. And it's super fun to talk to people who have done it. I E you, um, 
and people who want to do it, i.e. your viewers. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's so great about the, the narcoleptic, uh, narcoleptic nation. Let's call it. I like it. <laughs> the, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, uh, the folks in here, I feel like that follow our stuff all the time are huge car people. And that's, I mean, that's what like you're on uh, red hat. Scotty's on. Cause that dude's got some great stories. I mean, he's awesome. I I watched him change two motors in the in the Fox body that week. I mean, mm -hmm. there's a t you know, Stone Cipher's on, Boo Quamso's on. Um, I, I'm I'm literally working on Doug Cook and Kyle Loftus after this. I'd love to have uh, Fred on because I think hey. he's got some great stories. Hey, Pe pepperoni and onion. <laughs> there you go. Oh man, I just don't know if I can get into that, but I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it just because you you uh, you do that. So it's so good. Um, anyway, no, right? you're you're totally right. I, and all those dudes, dude, boo, his new paint job on that Mustang of his. Are you kidding me? That thing is sweet. Dude, it's so and awesome. Thing, and that thing lays it down. And also, he's got a twenty nine five ten fifty tire on that car right now. Yeah. Um, yep. And he's talking about it, pulling the wick out on it. It so, looks so funny compared to that 26, eight and a half that he had on there, uh -huh. you know? So what's funny yep. is everybody, you know, he, he's uh, him and I are good friends. He lives close to me. Um, he, when he switched, when he is switching from those, I cannot wait to see what that car is going to do. It's going to be car awesome. Is already a madman on a yes. 26, eight fifty. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't wait to see it on a big tire. And oh, don't kid yourself, 29, 5, 10, 50, that's a big tire, ladies and gentlemen, if you're <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's non big, especially, w. When especially when we're talking, we're switching from a 235 radial or a 26, 850 tire mm -hmm. to a 29 and a half, 1050 tire. That's a yeah. big, big jump. But well, um, and, and the amount of traction that is going to be the difference there. It, well, and just the amount of power you can pour out of that motor. Yeah. Um, yep. And actually, and actually use, it's going to be amazing, but. I mean, he put up a 539 in Carney with yeah. that car on 26850s. Yeah. Yeah. It, That's a it ought to car, be, ladies and gentlemen. At Carney, <laughs> it had about 800 miles on it, by the way. Yeah. Yep. And and he had heard a head gasket at one point mm -hmm. and just kept driving it. So, yep. I mean, you know, that that's so hang on. That that brings us to the last question there that uh Brian Glover asked. Biggest hurdle for someone doing both? Um, honestly, uh, it's your car. yeah, it's, it's getting done with one and having the motivation to get out and work yeah. on the freaking thing and getting it turned back around to go to two. Um, yeah. you know, th there's race week or drag week has a, um, a history of bringing home what I like to call steaming piles of shit. Um, by the time you get done with the thing, your car is junk. Um, you know, you've, you've fixed it with junk on the side of the road. You have head gaskets out of the thing. The torque converters trashed and you tore the exhaust off of it four times. Um, so now you have to fix all that bull crap and you have like 12 weeks to burn it. And on top of that, it's like 12 of the hottest weekends where you don't want to work on the thing. Yep. It's 12 of the most humid weekends where you don't want to work on the thing. It's 12 of the weekends where your family are in town or there's a big race up the street. That yeah. you need to or, be involved or, in. Hey, right here, you got to go on family vacation, and your family vacation's eleven days. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So, yeah. so yeah. that's eleven days plus two weekends, by the way, that you don't get to work on your stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 
A hundred percent. And what's funny is there was somebody talking and maybe it was Tom Bailey that was talking about doing 1.0 uh, Midwest drags. There were four events. There were four. Yeah. So race there's events. one, there's one dude left that can do it right now. And it, we're only two races in Robert McGinnis, <laughs> or I'm not sorry, Robert McGinnis. Geez. Wow. Don McGinnis <laughs> is Don McGinnis. Robert Williams <laughs> is Robert Williams. Yo, <laughs> Uh, Robert Williams, who had his Hellcat, um, he competed with his Hellcat in Midwest Drags and in 1.0. He's bringing back his Nova for Drag Week in 2.0. Um, wow. So it won't even be the same car, but he's the only dude that c can currently complete all four of them. See, um, that's like that's what people need to understand. It takes like of of all think of all of the hot rod, you know, like Rocky mountain race weaker dudes that there's one dude, one dude left. Mm -hmm. God, yeah, we're, that's only, crazy. we're only in the second race, by the way, we've only yeah. completed two of these. Uh, yeah. Steven Willingham was signed up for all four with that ZL one Camaro. Yeah. Badass car. Yeah. He actually drove that car from New York state. Yeah. To great bend. Yep. To start 1.0. Unfortunately, he lost his father. Um, right Man. before Midwest drags and didn't make it to Midwest drags, but he did drive his car with his trailer and his wife to Florida to his father's ceremony. Mm. Um, and then drove it back to New York state. He went to 1.0 completed it with his wife um, is currently has the engine out of the car yep. is switching it to a turbo yep. to bring it to drag week and 2.0. Yeah, he's an animal. So an animal. I, I, so I think last year uh, for 2.0 was the first time I'd ever really been involved with him much. Um, it was, I don't want to say it was like 20 something hours before 2.0 started. I think we were loading up to head to Tulsa and he was like, I can't decide if I want to make the trip I, or I can't, I can't decide if I can make the trip or something like that. And it was like a 17 hour drive and the dude parked by us uh, day one. I was like, what the, f and his trailer that he pulls behind that car. That little, that little trailer is so sweet. Oh, it's badass. It's, it literally is what put me over the edge. Um, I'll build a, I'll build a tube trailer that'll match the cart for yep. 2022. But man, that trailer was so awesome. Yep. And so Aaron awesome. Schaefer is right. Cletus is signed up for all four. Wow. And he did complete Midwest drags and he won his class at 1.0. That dude lives the best his, life. I, believe he won his, I think he actually won his class at Midwest drags as well with that brand new that, car, by the way. that That's great. The uh, El Camino, right? Yeah, El Camino. Yep. yep. His car That mullet, dude lives so. the best life. <laughs> Living the freaking dream, dude. I was just talking about uh, to one of my buddies, Steve, who's watching as well, who, uh, who made a little comment earlier. Um, mm -hmm. There, you know, if you talk crap about those guys, it's strictly because you're jealous, man. I mean, hundred yeah, percent. If you don't, yeah. if you don't believe that, then <laughs> then you are wrong, pal. Yeah, that's because right. that's that right. dude is living the dream, and he just did it before you could figure it out. And yeah, yeah. D dirty kudos to him, dude. Yeah. Um, if you don't know yeah. and if you haven't been paying attention, Cletus was born on Rocky Mountain Race Week, 2015, <laughs> our very first year, talking about Tom Bailey's car. Um, his oh shit! Are you serious? I am. That's we were awesome. In, we were in Pueblo and he pulled out that Cletus persona and it's yeah. on a 1320 video Yep, and it went wild. 
And since then he took off as Cletus <laughs> and the rest is history. Yeah. So, um, but no, that, that dude's living the dream. He's got some of the coolest freaking cars he's got. Mm -hmm. and, and he's honestly, the biggest thing I think Cletus is doing for the, for the, the entirety of the sport right now is bringing actual burnout competitions to America. And I'm talking oh, Australian yeah. flavors, yes. tip in yes. badass burnout competitions to America. Back in yep. the day, American burnouts, dude, cars sat. They just yep. sat there and you would power break the thing and it would sit there and it burned the tires off of it. And that's, you know, whatever, yep. man, that's what you, that was cool to an yep. American, but the Australians have that crap figured out. And big time, I'll, I'll tell big you what, um, it is awesome that he has not only gone to Australia to compete with them and figure out what they're doing, but brought back what he learned to hear to bring it to an entire new like crowd. And oh, yeah. it's, it's a thing that like, if it really takes off, I could see where road week could become like either a burnout competition with a burnout pad, or it could be like an autocross type of thing. Yeah. But something like that where we can incorporate road week cars that aren't drag race cars, but still have a little bit of a sideshow kind of thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. You know, a drift thing, something like that, but yep. one of those things, but dude, Cletus, if he's done nothing else for the industry, bringing burnout competitions to the United States and real burnout competitions, not a car yes. sitting there, a car moving and jumping and doing all kinds of crazy stuff and catching the <laughs> yep. tires on fire and, yep. you know, burning the freaking tires to the ground and dudes are building cars like uh james shower built that uh, yes uh, build the bernie truck bernie Bar truck yep. yeah and that's something that five years ago if you told a guy you were building a burnout truck he'd tell you you're a moron because you got nowhere yep. nowhere to bring it um yep. and you know now like uh motion's got the bald regal yeah and you know all these guys are pulling out these awesome no crap burnout events yep. and dude it, well, kudos like, to, to Cletus. Thank you for everything you do, dude. And again, anyone that hates, you're just jealous. Hundred percent. Well, and and so in the in the chats over here, uh, eight one five on YouTube, eight one five is talking about uh, how we were at Indy uh, to mm -hmm. see the Warbird before it went back home, dude. I didn't even think about it. like that car had probably hasn't been at an event since Indy. No, uh, to do that and listen, and they already shipped it back. They're yeah, it's it's gone. Oh yeah, I I left there and was like, listen. I'm fixing to build some ratty ass car and that's what we're fixing to do. And it's on the, the next, Hell yeah. ten, the next 10 years because of the 14 and 15 year olds that are coming up now that are, you know, so ingrained in the 2 million subscribers that Cletus has, right. like that's, that's what they're going to know. They're going to go to these local events and be like, this is shit. And once they like step up to be, a, you know, like to do it, They'll be like, this is where we're, this is what we're gonna do. So well, yeah, I, and, and again, I'm I'm that I'm not that guy, man. I don't watch the YouTube guys. I've watched a handful yep. of Cletus videos. I've watched, you yep. know, it and just because why not? You just do you do what you do. Yep. But at breakfast on race week 1.0, sitting with Stevie, and there was there was race weekers all around. Garrett walked in and he had uh he had James with him, Jack Stan James. Yep. Um he had uh he had Derek from vice grip with him. And they, they all sat down at the Perkins with us. And there was a kid in the next booth who was maybe eight. And we heard him over, like overheard him when after, you know, Garrett came over and was talking to us and saying hi and doing whatever. Um, and he took off to his table 
And this like eight year old kid we overheard go, mom, I know him from YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I mean, that's just amazing, dude. The stuff that like the, the the stuff that people see and, and it's, you know, eight to 80. Oh, a hundred percent. All of these YouTube dudes, dude. I mean, Derek from vice grip, um, you know, Cletus, um, everyone that's out there doing it. I mean, you, you start somewhere, (laughs) you know, yep. Hundred um, percent, dude. Keep doing this stuff. This is super cool, and you never know who you're going to kind of reach and bring into this stuff. And it's yep. uh, it's super awesome. Well, and the, the chat's going crazy over here. Um, Jay Matz in 06, which is probably from earlier too. Uh, he said the bald regal is a blast, but wait until you see Motion Raceworks next burnout car. I mean, I I'm really going to build a burnout car, something dumb. Um, let's see. Dirty Panda was saying that Bernie has a Dirty Panda on Dirty Panda sticker on it. Uh, if you want those, definitely uh, hit him up. Hang on, there's another comment in here somewhere. Uh, stuff with Cletus Automotive saying, uh, talking, he's in here now talking about, oh. uh, talking to LSX. All yeah, that Jay, kind of stuff. Jay, Jay Madsen is John from, yep. uh, from Motion and he actually rode with oh, wow. Derek. That's in the, awesome. Uh, in, in the, um, what the hell is that car? The, uh, that eight second coyote Fox they put together in eight days. Oh, El, El Toro. El Toro. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. John rode an El Toro with Derek on 1.0. So Dang, John, that's thank awesome. You, thank you for hanging out, man. That's yeah, super definitely. Awesome. Definitely. So, um, we were at the, and I, I went up to Doug and the, the crew at the motion truck and, uh, was talking to them and I was like, I, it was funny because I was going to buy a bald regal shirt, but I was like, man, if I'm going to wear this shirt for like five years and then make it a shop shirt. Right. I was like, I asked Doug, I was like, which one's going to be around longer. And he said, Oh, definitely El Toro. <laughs> He's like, we've got big plans for something after bald regal. So hell yeah. And that so about- runs good dude. And oh man, made, made the, the whole trip on 1.0 with no issues. That's awesome. Um, they gathered all sorts of stickers on that thing. And they had like, I mean, they had like a rough country sticker on it by the end of the thing. And <laughs> like, I mean, th- I think they probably added like a hundred freaking stickers on the thing and added like That's five awesome. pounds worth of weight. That's but, awesome. Well, you know, Narc's cart stickers add no weight and at least 10 horsepower. So get uh, me one. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to send, I'm going to send you one for sure. Um, yeah. Dude, I, I can't, we've been on here two hours. This is crazy. What else do we, we need to talk about some other stuff? Hang on. Let me see if there's any other notes on here. Um, Does anyone, anyone currently have any questions that's going on? Um, I, I was, I was flipping through. I just uh, kind of went through it real quick and it looks, uh, yep. looks like nothing necessarily, but. It's crazy. Um, so the 815 LSX swaps guys, they have an infinity that's all wheel drive that they keep threatening with a, a burnout competition car. And then we were up there and saw the out. There was an Audi, a turbo LS Audi, like a five or a six or something like that. All wheel drive in the burnout competition, dude, insanity. Dude was doing reverse burnouts. That's freaking awesome, dude. It was crazy. It that's was crazy. freaking awesome. I love it. Yep. <laughs> I so, love it. I, I honestly, I think that's the most exciting thing coming up in motorsports right now. Yeah. Um, burnout cars. And, and all these burnout competitions is, has me the most excited about anything because that stuff is so cool. Right. Uh, so my buddy, uh, Jarrett Rubio, who's the richest dude I know, says that t- tells me to get a job. Man, listen, this, 
I would love for this to be my day job. So um, for everybody that's watching, uh, send some money. Let, let's let this be my day job. <laughs> I, lo I love it. I can't wait. Yeah. Oh, and man. I'll just join you for like royalties. Oh, dude, I'm telling you, I'm I'm in. Let me travel the world and do this. This would be dumb. Um, Johnny Clyde asked where the best Rocky Mountain oysters are in Rocky Mountain Race Week. <laughs> I kid you not. We got Rocky Mountain oysters in Great Bend, Kansas at, I can't remember the name of the steak joint, but it's way on the end of town, and they were excellent. They were very good. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. So, um, so she's bringing – the Malibu for She's bringing the for Malibu. Yep, yep. That's our, that's our plan. A yep. Turned down so, a bit. Yep. So, so tell us, let's go into that build while people pile up with questions over here. All right. So like I mentioned before, it's a, um, unknown mile gen three, four, eight. Um, it's got a Magnuson, uh, supercharger on it. That's currently turned up as fast as it'll go. Um, in fact, it's it's a little past its uh, its max recommended, and it's really it's creating a bunch of heat and not really a lot of extra power right now. Um, well, ni nitrous helps with that if you needed to know that. Yeah, <laughs> it's already too fast for the chassis. So um, it's a uh, it's a face plated T fifty six. So first through fourth has zero synchros, and the thing will shift no matter what. Um, nice. Fifth and sixth are are synchronized and. Uh, and it'll go. Uh, it, we we cruise the thing around ninety pretty much everywhere we go. Um, it's a three uh, three eighty nine gear with a nine inch. Um, no bar streetcar was its entire plan when I first built the thing. I wanted it to run eleven fifty on the hill, and with you know without any issue, and then have to turn it down when I went somewhere else. Um, and it's done that, but it's uh, it's yeah, it's a it's a fun deal. Um, I really, really like the car. I've had it for uh, almost 20 years. And, Dang, that's um, awesome. You know, it's, it's been through a bunch of different iterations of, of what it is, but right now it's kind of in its perfect sort of form, I think. Um, although it is probably going to end up with a bar in it at some point because if the Cadillac can stay alive going like 12.0, um, then it doesn't make any sense to have an 11.50 and a 12.0 car. So I got to have a yeah. 8.50 and a 12.0 <laughs> car. Dang, so, son, that's awesome. Uh, but I do have a pro charger for it. Um, it'll, it may not go 850 with the pro charger I've got, but um, the brackets and stuff it should should be uh, semi close. Maybe not with the stick though. Dang, that's crazy. How, how violent is a stick car at that kind of power? Um, you, you really you got to look at some of the videos of Bill Armstrong posts. Um, <laughs> It, and and Rich Guido, Rich Guido's got some great videos of his car. Um, Guido's car actually makes a hint more power than Bill's car, but it's heavier and it's not quite mm. as as set up. Um, but Guido's car is a 517 cubic inch Pontiac um, with like a 96 or 98 millimeter um, single, and and yes. has the same T56. Um, he switched to a slipper clutch in that car this year. Um, and just won his class at miles of mayhem, which is the Canadian version of what we do. That's right. Came up, came up with it out of nowhere. Cause those dudes couldn't travel from COVID. They've got way, way, way stricter, uh, deals with COVID. So they can't cross the border. So someone Hang came up. up with their own. 
They don't go by miles, though. They do not. Then that was my question with the thing. They're kilometers. (laughs) I saw Um, that the other day. (laughs) But so Dirty Panda, the fair lane is Bill Armstrong. That's who I'm talking about. Um, Bill's car is so, so Rich's car is 1500 horsepower at the tires. Um, Bill's car is a, is a like, you know, eh, 1350. Um, but, What's cool is both those cars run the engines in the chassis that, that the chassis is. So Bill's running a Pontiac and a Pontiac. Or I'm sorry, Rich is running a Pontiac and a Pontiac. Bill is running a Ford and a Ford. That's um, awesome. So for some of you that are uh, that are brand loyal type of dudes, um, <laughs> yeah. if you're a weirdo Sw- Pontiac guy, yeah, Rich sw- has a Pontiac on, in his car. Yeah, swing um, on their nuts. <laughs> no, exactly. Um Bill is uh, Dan Palmieri is asking. Bill is not doing drag week, so he's he's just doing three. He did do Midwest drags, um, did uh, Rocky Mountain Race Week 1.0, and did finish, but had a had a terrible uh, outing, unfortunately, and he hurt the transmission in it at um, Midwest drags and put his spare transmission in it, and um, yeah, just uh, just did not have a, a very good time. So that's crazy. But he'll he'll be back for uh, for two point He's he does have his trans all fixed at, figured out, and he did run a personal best at Vandermeer last weekend at Streetcar Takeover. So he'll uh, he'll be bringing the heat. So we won't see any nine zero winners in stick shift. Although that's not a bad deal. Um, I'll tell you, Z- uh, Zach Yasko showed up with his uh, Terminator Mustang and and won the stick shift class for the first time in like three years since Cletus hasn't brought his car. Um, this is in outlaw street now. So Yasko showed up, um, with that Terminator and, uh, and ended up winning the thing with a nine ninety one, which is awesome. But that's um, crazy. Super, super crazy. And that, and that car is not even that wicked. Um, yeah. you know, it was, it was like a, maybe a bigger blower, but had, it was pretty much all like Terminator stuff. I don't even know if it had an independent rear suspension. Those had, uh, or if it had a solid suspension, those had an independent yep. rear stock. Yeah. Um, so and then Jay, uh, uh, Jamie Lankford came in second with an import. First year we let imports in, in his uh, in his Integra, came in second with a ten forty two. Insane. So, yeah. That's fast, man. That's fast, really and you're fast. Talking to, you're talking a street car that has like less than two liters of motor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. I, I'm. I'm. I want to get. So the other day a. Um, Sloppy Mechanics, I don't know if you followed them uh, mm-hmm. on Facebook. But so Matt had the guy from Force Performance, Robert Young. Robert, I think. who's one of our yep. sponsors, by the way. Yep, yep. Uh, he had him on in a in a live feed from February. And I watched, and it was like three hours long. And I, I watched, I listened to all of it as I worked, right? And they just kept, like, Robert's cut his teeth in uh, GTR and DSM stuff, you know, Mitsubishi mm-hmm. stuff and yep. small Honda stuff. And it's crazy. So, you know, I put a 78 millimeter turbo on my, you know, four, eight in my old truck and it makes 500. Well, those guys are putting like 60 millimeter turbos on a two liter making 600, you know, it's just, it's insane. It's, yep. I, I'm it's interested crazy. to see, yeah, what's the next five years like? Are we going to have more import, you know, DSM or Honda stuff that'll end up on events like this? Because those guys are really starting to figure out the transmissions, well, and that's what helps stuff live. And dude, we had our first rotary 
inner and finish, Mike Jano, um, showed up with that car, not only entered, but finished with it with a rotary and went the put the fastest pass in the stick shift class up all week when a 965. Wow. Um, in Carney with that car. And uh, I mean, you know, it, that's amazing. Um, we, for the first, so the stick shift class traditionally has had a 3,000 pound weight limit. Um, mm -hmm. Right before 1.0 this year, he brought all the stick shift guys up. Uh, when I say he, I mean Matt, and said, guys, we, we got some, some import guys that want to run with the stick shift guys. Um, what do you guys think about a 2,400 pound for a four cylinder? And they said, yep. And giddy up. And then uh, Jamie comes in second and Jano comes in fifth with the fastest pass. Dan Willoughby had a, uh, a civic and he was in, he was in uh, fifth place. Jano was in sixth place. Mario Dang. Hernandez was in seventh place with a, a prelude. So all of a sudden we've got all these imports that are players. And yep. um, you know, I mean, if, if you give them kind of an equal playing field, and yes. you know, yes, they don't have thirteen hundred horsepower. They have six, but they weigh twenty six hundred pounds, and you weigh three. Yeah, yeah. So let's let them play in our in our sandbox. And and it was awesome. It was super cool to bring them in and have them kind of have a place to play that th they're even competitive. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, stuff with Cletus Automotive there was talking about a Honda Civic Narcs cart, and I will tell you, we we have definitely looked into. Uh, that type of setup, like a little B18 with a small turbo, and yep. uh, and it's it's on like there's a huge build list. <laughs> the My compressor. air compressor, very nice. You, <laughs> hey, hey, you know, if you seal your hose up, it won't turn on in the middle of your freaking live feed. Hey, hey, let me live my own life. <laughs> um, while he fixes that uh, stuff with Cletus Automotive, talked about a, a Tesla. Uh, zero to 60 in 2.3 seconds. And that's super impressive. And actually one did drag week in 2019, a guy brought his Tesla. I believe it was, it was like the model S or something like that. Um, and actually completed the thing, which was very, very, very cool. Um, and you know, like I'm not the hugest, like, uh, you know, electric car sort of dude, but I have one that I drive daily that I love. Um, and then this dude shows up with a gutted one that I think it ran in the tens, um, which was very, very cool. And like I said, actually was able to complete the week, was able to figure out ways to get the thing charged as he went through. And, um, it was, it was very, very cool. So, um, it'll be, it'll be cool to kind of see the, the Teslas and stuff make their way out too, and, and figure that stuff out. And, um, mm -hmm. it's a whole different level of, uh, of trying to keep the thing alive. I mean, E85 guys are looking for gas in the middle of nowhere. Um, Tesla guys are looking for Tesla supercharged stations to try to get the thing rolling. Um, I, I think that's also exciting. I, you know, I'm not, uh, again, not the, like yeah. the biggest sort of Tesla guy, like let's all have Teslas. But if a guy guts one and it runs tens and it can complete a drag week, I mean, giddy up, man, bring that stuff. Let's do it. Well, and so I rode in my, in the first Tesla that made a launch, you know, like that I had been in, um, the other day and oh my God, it was insane. It was They're fast. Crazy. They're it crazy. Was, oh, so fast. The instant but, torque and yeah. you know, it's, it's quiet. It doesn't feel like it's fast, but you're hauling ass. The things are yep. awesome. They're really cool. Well, and, and so when I saw him making the comments about the electric cars, that, that was my next thing. I mean, 
so I, I'll say this. We host a charity drag race in at the end of September, early October every year that benefits the Northwest Arkansas Children's Shelter. If you want to support them, please do. They are a great organization. Um, for the last two years, we've had a couple that have came up and he always makes passes in his Tesla. Now, this year he's got a Model Y. The last couple of years he's had a Model 3. We had a guy that was on a route from New York to some like Houston or somewhere Galveston or something like that. And he stopped and he made like 15 passes and then ran down the street and charged real quick and got to make two more passes before we headed out. Yeah. So I, I think it's definitely doable. He had almost 300,000 miles on that model three. It would be interesting to see, because, you know, you think if you have a 200 mile range, say 250 mile range on that car, um, you could do most of race week. Totally. Like, like uh, 2.0 anyways, you know, because we're going to go to cities that'll have, you know, I, I would think you would be, you could hit a supercharger somewhere within the loop. Well, and, and even know. if you need to get off the, off the route yep. and go charge, as long as you get back on the route in the same spot that you left it, then you're, yep. you're good. You're legal. So yeah. it, even if you need to make a 15 <clears throat> mile move to get the thing filled back up to 250 miles and grab yourself yep. dinner, um, yep. Who cares? Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would love to say, I think it'd be awesome. I mean, bring it on. I, that is truly the future of our, of our sport at no, some I, point. Like now we're, I, I feel like we're 20 years from that, but there is going to be some point in the narcoleptic customs future that we do an electric swap on something. I mean, well, like and, that's going to happen. Don Garlitz is in the middle of it right now. Um, yeah. You know, it, you can't, you cannot <clears throat> deny the the history and the, uh, you know, the, the impact that Don Garlis has had on the racing community. Yeah. On top yeah. of that, there's that new um, Cobra Jet Superstock car. Yeah. That's all electric, and I think it's gone almost in the eights. Yeah. At like 150 miles an hour. Yep. And it's all electric, and the thing is crazy. All you hear is the tires working. Yeah. Um, it's it it's sounds wild. like a Jetsons car. <laughs> But you hear the you hear the tires like fighting the whole way, yep. um, and they're so awesome, man. I mean, it, again, I'm not like the biggest like pound the drum. Everyone should have an electric car, but yep. um, you know, check them out. And if you have one and you want to bring it on something like this, do 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 it. Yeah, do it. Yep, yep. So Dirty Panda's talking on the YouTube comments here uh, that he has a ta Tahoe hybrid. Um, it's probably been three or four years ago, but I had really dug deep into that setup, you know, as far as like, how can you, cause they're, I think the electric motor for that setup is in replacement of your torque converter. So I think that's right. Yeah. You could almost, I mean, throw like a, I, there's got, it's got to almost be like a 4L80 or 6L90 or whatever. I would think you could put that in anything. Then you've got the chop of a big campy cam, but you've also got, you know, now I can drive 400 miles compared to my 180 or 200 mile uh, big choppy cam LS yeah. on a 15 gallon fuel tank, you know. Well, and if it, if it gives you, uh, you know, 200 foot pounds of torque yeah. additional yep. on the hit, I mean, all the, you know, it, all that stuff is great. It, it's, yeah. it's super awesome. So. No, yep. I'm I, I'm excited. Like I said, the, the one did did drag week, um, but I, I have not seen one on race week, and we sh we need to. Yep. I, I yep. if you got if you got a Tesla, if you got one of those plaid Teslas, 
I mean, those are, those are running in the nines for crying out loud. Yeah. You can go buy one. Yeah. I mean, you can walk up, sign your name, and go nines. Yeah. Are you freaking somebody, kidding me? Somebody go finance one of them and bring it on race two point yeah. Let's go. Do it. Do it to it, man. I got five yeah. on it. Yeah, right. That's awesome. Um, uh, but no, dude, I, 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 w- I would love to see some more of that. I feel like we have really, in two hours and 17 minutes, have only barely scratched the surface. We could probably go for 10 hours and still not feel like we got anything done. But It's crazy. And and I'm hoping, like for all the folks that are still here, like this this is going to be a normal, for the next nine weeks, you guys are going to be overrun with race week stuff. Um, We, you know, like I said earlier, we got Red Hat Scotty, we've got uh, Boo Kwamso, Jonathan Stonecipher. I forgot Carrie Watson's coming on. Um, I've asked her if her and her daughter will both be on. I think that'll be an interesting mix. One, because of the snack aspect. Um, Her, she is the snack queen. They are epic snackers. Yeah. So so I want to find out about that. I want to do that. Um, I definitely want to have Hank Kronk on. Dude, Um, Hank is is awesome. Yep. Hank is love awesome. Hank and the whole 301 crew. I'd love to have Wendy Martin and Lewis back on. They were on, I did some like newbie prep podcasts last year leading up mm-hmm. to 2.0. Yep. Those are good ones. Um, if you haven't been in that yet, uh, Steven Narks, my little brother just popped in here uh, at nine 30. So what's up? What's up? Uh, I wish he was out here with me, but he's at the house. We'll be out here tomorrow night, turning wrenches. So nice. Very nice. Yep. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to, yeah, so Dirty Panda saying he can get me on with a few more people. I think for the next nine weeks, if they're not Race Week uh, affiliate, I, I think I'm probably not going to interview, except for Allison Black from DinoCom. Love that lady, uh, mm-hmm. DinoCom Industries with the Dinos. She's yep. coming on. She She's a big sponsor of the uh, shootout in September, October, like we were talking about. So we're coming on Very to make nice. that announcement. So, yep, I'm excited. It's going to be the next nine weeks for this is going to be a ton of fun. And then now that I've done one, we are going to be able to do a podcast every day, whether we do it from the road or whether I gather interviews all day, we're going to do something like that. That's so, great. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's super I, cool. Yep. I think it'll be really fun to, bring people along. We'll do daily videos, things like that. So. Excellent. Uh, Excellent. Yep. Yep. So, all right. Well, dude, I really appreciate you coming on. I I think we probably, I mean, I, I, I think we've worn I, out our welcome. And like you said, like we, yeah. we probably, you know, we just scratched the surface and we could probably go all night and I would do that, but I would be trashed in about another yes. half an hour. Um, yep. I'm, I'm on beer three now and I don't, I don't really drink beer on Tuesday nights necessarily. <laughs> so, um, yep. Yep, but, that's but that me said, um, dude, this was super fun. Um, all uh, thanks to everyone for checking it out and, and, yep. uh, joining on the conversation and sort of, you know, helping to drive this thing. And that's, that's what this is all about, man. I mean, yep. you know, um, Mike's been, Mike's been on one of these now and he has a pretty good insight and I've been on a bunch of these now and I've got a, a pretty good insight of what's going on. But, um, this is one of those things you're never, ever, ever going to know it until you do it. So yeah, don't say you're going to do it next year and then put it off until next year and then put it off until yep. next year. Sign up for one of these things. Yep. And I guarantee you 100%, you will not have a bad time. That uh, will 1000% agree with him there. It's, it's the best automotive week I've ever been on. So, you know, let's talk about uh, this compared to like 
power tour and then we'll be done. I promise. Totally. The, so the, I've done the power tour. I'm, I'm a long haul power tour guy. Yeah. Um, I did power I, tour in 1999. Nice. Long, I would long do, haul 1999. I, I'd do race week a hundred times before I do another power tour. Power tour is fun, but it, it literally is a car show, a traveling car show. Right. And if you're not a huge car show guy, you won't have any fun. You'll enjoy the drives, but then when you get there, it's just like a car show. It, well, this, and on, on top of that, there's a ton of waiting to get into venues and waiting to get oh, into man. gas stations and oh. driving down the highway and watching, you know, watching some like beautiful, beautiful classic that had like some little minute problem where it jettisoned the wheel off the thing and it tumbled into the weeds and it's a wasted yep. thing. But um, yep, this is a whole different thing. It's it's a it's a car show. It's a drag race. It's yep. a cruise. It's everything that you love built into one thing. And we yeah. all do it at the same time. Yeah. Yep. And everybody takes the same route. It's not like be down here at 8 PM. Like, no, it's, it's everybody's driving the same route. So, all right, dude, I'm going to let you get out of here. I'm going to send the you. outro here to these folks. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you hanging out. It was super fun. And I'm into, um, if you want to do another one before we, we, yeah. uh, we take off again, I'd love to. Yes, yes, yes. We need to get a big group of us and everybody talk over each other. I love it. I think it's going to be great. We can all get super drunk and eat pizza, pepperoni, yes. and, uh, pepperoni and onion only. And that's, that's uh, the only pizza people can all, get. That's all you can get. Onion. Pepperoni and onion only and Coors Original. Oh my. That, there you go. There you and, go. And we'll, right. we'll, have a, we'll have a grand old time. But, all right, dude. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Hey. And again, thanks to everyone for uh, tuning in. And yep. if you haven't already like and subscribe uh check out rmrwers.com yep um everyone we've mentioned he's put a little link to so if you want circle d converters he's got a link to that if you yep. want whatever all that stuff is on there so go check it out thank you guys so much all right see you dude thank you so much for doing this i appreciate it yes sir Later. all right guys listen we've never hosted a two and a half hour podcast of hanging out with all of this. Um, this was a blast. Now I'll tell you this. Um, Eric Englert is going to be on. If you guys want me to do the live feeds with all of the rest of the guests that are coming, I'd love to do that. Uh, we have five set up right now. You know, like I said, Carrie Watson, I'd love for her daughter to come on. I think that'd be really cool to get a, I don't know. I think she's 12 now to get a 12 year old perspective uh, for the kids that are watching uh, Boo Quamso. I mean, that car is nuts. Uh, Boo's a good friend, Jonathan Stone Cipher. If you haven't listened to the Stone Cipher and uh, Jason uh, Campbell from last year, the podcast, you need to go and listen to those. You can find us on all the podcast apps. Narcoleptic Customs is everything it's under. Um, we have Red Hat Scotty. I, I'm excited about Red Hat Scotty being on here because of the stories of his, I think his first race week was 2.0 last year. So having him on telling that story and I know he's done a few more since then. So it's going to be a great time. If you guys want us to do lives, you know what? Screw it. I think we'll do a live on each one, whether it's four o'clock in the afternoon or eight o'clock at night. I don't care. Whenever we get the time set up for the new guest, that's when I'll put it up. You guys will see it. Make sure you have subscribed to our YouTube channel. Make sure you hit the notification bell so you know 
when we're coming up, it will alert you earlier. Um, yeah, Red Hat Scotty. That's that's definitely Dirty Panda on YouTube. Ask how he got the name Red Hat Scotty. It's probably because that dude only wears red hats uh, or no hats. So, all right, that's one of the questions for sure. Um, we'll be posting for those guys. I, I I I can't thank everybody enough. We've had double digit viewers the entire time. That's our biggest live feed so far. It's been uh, it's been absolutely amazing. So thank you so much. See you guys uh, Friday night, 7 p.m. Central for another live feed.